It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspardy. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Terry Fulton of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the LDB One Dirty Bitch. Boom! Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? Ha. Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. Got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sexy. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is... Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Just 24 hours removed from WWE Extreme Rules. But you know, May 1st, 2011 will go down in history, not as the night that John Cena regained the WWE Championship. It won't even go down as the night that Karma made her debut in the WWE. No, no. It's going to go down as the night that President Barack Obama addressed the people of the United States of America and let them know that justice was done as Osama bin Laden was killed. Ten years, and we finally got that son of a bitch. You have no idea how proud I am right now to be an American citizen. I'm so proud of my country. I'm so proud of the men and women of the armed forces that risk their lives on a day-to-day basis. The things that we take for granted, and even though I'm living in another country just north of the border, I am and always will be an American citizen. And I want to say right now, from the bottom of my heart, to every one of you that serve in the armed forces, and not just in the United States, every country that's joined this coalition, thank you for the sacrifices that you make. Thank you. I know that's a heavy way to start things off. 
and I apologize. We do have a lot to cover on the program tonight. I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. But joining me on the phone line, he is the founder and host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog is in the house. Guess who's back? my team to the military coalition that went over there and did just what my song said. It ain't bragging, motherfucker, when you back it up. And we told that towelhead rat bastard we were coming for you. And the best thing about it is the seconds when the when the military and the, and the people that went in and got that motherfucker, the, the last few seconds that he had to know before he died, fuck me, they found me. You goddamn right we did. And we did exactly what we should have done. Shot you right in the fucking face. Amen. I am so fucking proud. I am so glad. I mean, I, I just, you know, all these fucking idiots are saying, oh, well, what, how do we know he's dead? Because he's fucking dead. That's how we know he's fucking dead. Because the best fighting force on the planet went over there and did what we said we were going to do and kicked his fucking ass. It doesn't matter how long the fight is, as long as you win in the end. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I really, I thought the, I thought the, uh, the John Cena segment last night was really, really cool. I got goosebumps all over again last night watching him make that announcement on a YouTube video. Um, compromise to a final, or compromise to a to an end? Is that what he said? Actually, I have the clip right here. You want me to play it for you? Yeah, that'd be great. All right, guys, this is exclusive audio from last night's Extreme Rules pay-per-view. When the show went off the air, John Cena addresses the crowd and lets them know, obviously, they weren't aware of what happened last night uh, being alive at the show. But this is John Cena telling the live crowd what happened last night with Osama bin Laden. I walk out here every night with hustle, loyalty, respect on my sleeve. That is a credo I've adopted for the men and women who defend the freedom of this country. The president has just announced that we have caught and compromised to a permanent end, Osama.
compromise to a permanent end. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You know, and the rat bastards, you know, uh, they don't have any remorse for themselves. They don't have any remorse for their own people. You know, they'll run into a building full of their own people and blow it up for the, the, the chance to fuck 30 virgins. You know, they're dumber than a box of shit. You know, I mean, if you think you're going to fuck somebody after you're dead, you got to be dumber than a box of shit to begin with. You know, I mean, they use women as shields, children as shields. They put bombs in strollers. Give me a fucking break. We should have made that goddamn place a parking lot instead of Walmart right in the middle of that motherfucker on 912. Well, and in case you missed it, the president did make the address last night. It was about a 10-minute address. I have something I want to play for you now. It's not the entire 10-minute clip. But this is something I put together today. I did a little editing on the, on the speech. And I want basically you to get the point here. If you don't know what's going on, if you've been living under a rock and you didn't hear what happened last night, well, you're in for a surprise. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. It was nearly 10 years ago that a bright September day was darkened by the worst attack on the American people in our history. The images of 9-11 are seared into our national memory. Hijacked planes cutting through a cloudless September sky. The Twin Towers collapsing to the ground. Black smoke billowing up from the Pentagon. The wreckage of Flight 93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Where the actions of heroic citizens saved even more heartbreak and destruction. On September 11, 2001, in our time of grief, the American people came together. We offered our neighbors a hand and we offered the wounded our blood. We reaffirmed our ties to each other and our love of community and country. On that day, no matter where we came from, what God we prayed to, or what race or ethnicity we were, we were united as one American family. We were also united in our resolve to protect our nation, to bring those who committed this vicious attack to justice. We quickly learned that the 9-11 attacks were carried out by Al-Qaeda, an organization headed by Osama bin Laden, which had openly declared war on the United States and was committed to killing innocents in our country and around the globe. And so we went to war against Al-Qaeda to protect our citizens, our friends, and our allies. Over the last 10 years, thanks to the tireless and heroic work of our military and our counterterrorism professionals, we've made great strides in that effort. We've disrupted terrorist attacks and strengthened our homeland defense. In Afghanistan, we removed the Taliban government, which had given bin Laden and al-Qaeda safe haven and support. And around the globe, we worked with our friends and allies to capture or kill scores of al-Qaeda terrorists, including several who were a part of the 9-11 plot. Osama bin Laden avoided capture and escaped across the Afghan border into Pakistan. And so shortly after taking office, I directed Leon Panetta, the director of the CIA, to make the killing or capture of bin Laden the top priority of our war against al-Qaeda. And finally, 
last week, I determined that we had enough intelligence to take action and authorized an operation to get Osama bin Laden and bring him to justice. Today, the United States launched a targeted operation against that compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan. A small team of Americans carried out the operation with extraordinary courage and capability. No Americans were harmed. They took care to avoid civilian casualties. After a firefight, they killed Osama bin Laden and took custody of his body. The death of bin Laden marks the most significant achievement to date in our nation's effort to defeat al-Qaeda. The American people did not choose this fight. It came to our shores and started with the senseless slaughter of our citizens. After nearly 10 years of service, struggle, and sacrifice, we know well the costs of war. We will be relentless in defense of our citizens and our friends and allies. We will be true to the values that make us who we are. Justice has been done. Let us remember that we can do these things not just because of wealth or power, but because of who we are, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. And may God bless our president, because he did a hell of a job. I, I, you know, I'm not a big supporter of Barack Obama, but he did a hell of a job. And, you know, a guy that needs to be not forgotten in all this, whether you liked him or not, George Bush, I mean, he's the one that started it all. And he said to himself, you know, what would you do if somebody came and knocked on your door and punched you right in the mouth? You know, you'd want to fight back. And that's what we did. And a lot of people, including myself, thought this took way too long. But finally, thank God Thank our president, thank the military, thank Smith & Wesson, thank the M16, thanks to anybody and everybody who had anything to do with the capture of that piece of shit, Osama Bin Laden. Because thank God, ding dong, the dick is dead. The only thing I would have wanted would have been a live capture so he could be publicly executed at Ground Zero. But we didn't get that. He is dead. They've confirmed the DNA. I know there's a lot of people out there wondering when Jesse Ventura is going to have conspiracy theory on bin Laden's death. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But the bottom line is they uh, buried him at sea so that he wouldn't become a martyr or he wouldn't have a place where people could worship his body in the Middle East. He already is a martyr. Whether we like it or not, this is not the end. This is only the beginning. I, I do right. think that there's going to be retaliation. There will be. And I just I want to stress... To any Americans or, you know, anyone abroad, to be careful. Take the necessary risks, you know. Proceed with caution. Try not to travel into Middle Eastern countries or countries that were sympathetic to the cause of Osama bin Laden. Don't be a statistic. Don't be a casualty. Try not to fly an airplane unless you got to. <laughs> i tell you what I'd like. And I'd like this more than finding out exactly who killed JFK. I, I would love to hear the audio from the black box of the plane that went down in Pennsylvania of the American citizens that overtook the cockpit and killed the motherfuckers who crashed that plane. No, I hear you. You never will. I'm sure that they recovered it. Oh, yeah, they did. To my knowledge, they've recovered all the black boxes and have said that they haven't, but, you know, that's what happens. Well, 
the two that crashed into the World Trade Center, they may not have because you got to think the reason those towers fell were because that jet fuel got so hot that it melted the metal structure of the building. Well, I'm pretty sure if it melted the metal structure of the building, it melted the black box too. I'd, I'd just imagine. I just I, I'd, I'd, that'd be my educated guess. But um, the one that hit the Pentagon, that destruction was from the impact of an airplane, not because it got so hot that it melted the building. That one should be retrievable, and the one that Pennsylvania field should damage should be re retrievable because it's just like any ordinary crash in, in in history where they've recovered them before. Right. You know. And, I mean, we know what happened. We know that the public on that plane took it upon themselves, you know, to storm the, the, the cockpit. But I'd just like to hear it for closure, maybe. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's a day like this, and I know this probably hits you harder than me, because JSK was, you know, not only your best friend but your roommate. On a day like this, I wish he was here so that he could have seen this happen, too. Oh, and his birthday was 9-11. Exactly. A lot of people don't know that, but, but JSK was, was born on 9-11, and that day, I'll never forget, that day, I mean, we all know where we were when we heard what was going on. We all know that. We'll never forget that. But, you know, we had been out drinking the night before, heavily celebrating his birthday. And as a birthday present to JSK, I told him, we, we worked at the same place. And I told him, I said, hey, I'll, it's my day to, to sleep in, but I'll go ahead and go in at 7 a.m. and open the shop and let you sleep. You can just come in around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon and we'll switch. So I got up that morning at 7 o'clock and... It wasn't anything out of, the, out of the ordinary. I did it three or four times a week. We just, he and I rotated the schedules. But um, I remember getting in my car like I would any other morning I was going to open the store. And I had Fox Sports Radio on my, in, on my car. And it wasn't sports. It was, you know, ABC News. And the first plane had already hit. And in what little bit of time it took me to get from my house to where I worked, there was a convenience store next door where the little old lady working behind the counter had a TV and had cable. And she was watching what everybody was watching, the news. And before I opened the store, I went into the con convenience store to get something to drink. And we started talking. Can you believe what's going on? There was a crowd of people standing around the register watching her TV as the second plane hit. And I immediately ran to the store and opened it up and got on the phone and called my parents and was talking to them about it. And it was a few hours later that Jody's mom called to wish him happy birthday and see if he'd been watching TV and I said, he's probably not even out of bed yet, hasn't even got an idea what's going on, but you can call him at home. When she called and woke him up, he said the first thing she said is, are you watching the TV? And he said, no, I'm watching the back of my eyelids. What's going on? And that's how he found out. And then he went and had a tattoo put on his leg that day to commemorate the towers falling 
on 9-11, which happened to be his birthday. It was a uh, kind of a box-looking thing with a present type thing opening up with a bunch of snakes and a bunch of you know weird shit around these towers that were collapsing. It was a pretty neat little tattoo. And in the smoke of the tattoo, it said 9-11. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I, I will never forget that day, ever for the rest of my life. And the weeks after that, I stayed up, God, as long as my body would let me, watching, you know, Fox News, just watching what was going on at Ground Zero, just taking it all in, soaking it all in. You know, we all have that moment on that Tuesday, on 9-11, where we remember exactly where we were, what we were doing. For me, I was starting a new job. I was in day two of training. And I was working for a uh, basically a state-operated youth home where you had a lot of the, I guess, younger offenders that were you know not old enough to be in jail but you know were put in homes by the state. We're talking rapists, killers, murderers. In fact... Two of the clients that were under my care in that particular youth home were uh, Andrew Golden and Mitchell Johnson. And if you don't know who they are, they were the boys that were in the Jonesboro shooting back in, I believe, 1997 in Arkansas. And I was in day two of training. I was hired to be a transporter to take, obviously, the, the kids to the hospital or court for court dates. And I was in the class where they were teaching us safe ways to take down people without hurting them. And I remember one of the guys in the class interrupted the class and said, hey, we're under attack. And I remember the rest of the day we were glued to the TV, watching the coverage of what went down. It's just a surreal moment when you see something that you would see in a movie when a plane goes crashing into a building. And then these towers that have stood the test of time that were considered, you know, the symbol of of capital in the united states that's the reason yeah, they, were the, they were the titanic of their time exactly the, you know they they were the target obviously by al-qaeda and osama bin laden to take away freedom from the people of the united states and they succeeded in their goal they tried in 93 and they failed and in 2001 they succeeded in their goal and it might have taken 10 years but by god i am so emotionally charged you know it's been an emotional 24 hours for me you know, I'm not what you would consider a sensitive guy, but I am so damn proud of what has happened in the last 24 hours. It definitely is a sense of closure on, on one front. Mr. Old Time Wrestling fan, the chat says, K. Osama is dead. How about getting the troops home? Well, you know, that's something that needs to be done, but I think they need to stick around a, a week or two just to make sure that, you know, the next idiot doesn't pop up and try something. You gotta remember, from what I understand, ten days before his death, Bin Laden warned of another attack. Well, and so, his his second in command is still at large. Yeah, I mean, that'd be like me saying, you know, we're gonna take on the next whatever wrestling show pops up on Monday nights and talk shit and tear that show apart and let you know what we really think about him next week on the show and then me dying. God forbid, you know, I would want J.J. to fulfill what I said and finish what I started, you know, or vice versa. God forbid something that would happen to J.J. after he made a promise to you guys. I would fulfill what he started. 
that's exactly what's going to happen over there. It's the devil we don't know now. We were dealing with the devil we knew. Now we're dealing with the devil we don't know. And sometimes that's, that's, that's even worse. We don't know yet. I'm hoping, like my dad said today, we cut the head off the snake, eventually it dies. But we don't know that yet. So we go pulling troops out of there. We may be sending them right back before we know it. Ashley sent me a link. Trey, we may never hear the black box recordings of United 93, but this reconstruction from the movie of the same name is the closest we will get. Let me see what this is. Ashley, if you'd send that to JJ, he might be able to play it. I can't. What is it, on YouTube? Yeah. Ah, it's not going to happen. Sorry. I saw somebody type something in there about something that uh, you can get information on the black box from Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. I, I They were talking about that earlier in the chat room. But, you know, bottom line, I, I know we're, we're taking a, a turn. This is supposed to be a wrestling radio show, but as most of you know on Wrestling News Live, we're not a conventional wrestling radio show. We don't just come on here and, you know, do what other radio shows do. We are completely different, completely different in every sense of the word. And I just felt like this needed to be addressed. Trey and I, both proud Americans, and justice has been served. It doesn't bring back those families. It never will. But at least we can sleep at night knowing that that piece of shit has been put to pasture. Any final thoughts on that, Trey, before we kind of move on and, and actually jump into the uh, the news of the week? Well, I mean, I'd like to think that, you know, this provides some closure for everybody lost in this drama, be it from the 3,000 people that were killed on 9-11 to the countless men and women who have died trying to find this piece of shit. Um, I know a lot of people signed up for the military just to help find this piece of shit, and thank you for that. Um, it just goes to show you that, call it being stubborn, call it what you want, but if you come over to America and you fuck with us, you were going to get it in return. We are not going to stop. We are not going to give up. And this was a good thing to tell and to show other countries who might be thinking of making a name for themselves at our expense. When you come knock on the big bad wolf's door, you better be ready for a fight because uh, we're your huckleberry. And I'm just glad that we were able to finally kill that son of a bitch. I just wish that some things would have been different. Like you said, he'd have been alive and hung at ground zero. But, hey, I'll take it dead no matter how dead it is or how it came to be. I'm just glad that he's gone. And now, as a country, we can start to heal. We can move on, bring our troops home, and uh, get back to living as normal a life as we possibly can. In closing, I do want to give a shout-out to Captain Bones in the chat. And he says, as a victim's family member, you bet your sweet fucking ass. This brought closure and vindication to myself and my family. Amen, brother. Sorry for your loss. And sorry for everyone who lost. I mean, I didn't lose anybody personally, but, you know, I, it, didn't, it didn't hit me like I had to because when I saw what happened to all those people, people jumping out of windows for, you know, fear of burning in the fire, I, you know, it didn't matter if I knew them or not. You know, this was something that somebody did to us unprovoked. And, you know, it really pisses me off when I think about how they spent days in our country at hotels and bars 
They even played Golden Tea the night before they blew up the fucking buildings. You know, but the fact of the matter still remains, we killed the main motherfucker in charge, and now he's sleeping with the fishes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's let's transition. I, I hate to do this. We'll, we'll probably talk more about this in a little bit, uh, especially as it relates to Monday Night Raw, because uh, I do have some things I want to say in regards to the opening package that brought tears to my eyes as I watched it. But we'll talk about that in the uh, the Raw segment. With that said, let's go ahead and transition into the news of the week, sponsored, of course, by WrestlingOnline.com. If you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, please go over and sign up. It's free, just like Wrestling News Live, and you can join over 26,000 other subscribers and get the newsletter multiple times a week, at least five to six times a week on a busy week. So uh, definitely sign up, WrestlingOnline.com. The newsletter is free, and they're a good partner here with Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now the news. Well, let's see. What do we start with? Uh, this is one I, I talked a little bit about on Unplugged. I don't know if we discussed this on Monday last week, but Jay Lethal, former X Division champion. Wow. Released from TNA Wrestling. On his birthday. Damn. <laughs> Not only did the guy get released, he got released on his birthday. Happy birthday to you, baby. You're fired. Like <laughs> I said, uh, you know, you remember back, we, we covered this on the Christmas Craptacular this, uh, this last year. You remember when uh, Caval asked for his release and was released, and Jeremy Borash was really quick to, to bring up the fact that what kind of company releases somebody days before Christmas? Well, I'd like to ask Jeremy Borash that same question. What kind of company releases somebody on their birthday when he didn't ask for a release? Yeah, I, there's there's more to this than we know. There has to be. I mean, he's too much a part of that team. I mean, he's he's kind of got that um, get-out-of-jail-free card like Eric Young because he's just so over with the TNA crowd. I can't imagine what happened to get him let go, but he must have pictures of Dixie Carter fucking a goat or something. I don't know. Uh, possibly. I, the, what I had heard was uh, a lot of the X Division wrestlers are very unhappy with their place in the company due to the lack of a push in the X Division after the company promised to push them. And I think Lethal was very vocal about uh, his place on the roster, and I think that led to his release. But I think it's funny if you go back and listen to... Uh, I'm not sure which one it was. I believe it was the second Jeff Jarrett interview that we did. It was coming off of a pay-per-view where the tag team titles with America's Most Wanted was in the main event. And Jeff Jarrett defending his title was earlier in the evening. And I believe JSK brought it up. You know, something that he likes about this company is that uh, you know, you never know what the main event might be. And this is before they had a knockout division, mind you. This is when they were still on weekly pay-per-view. And he and Jeff himself said, that's what makes us different than the WWE is that we'll put the tag team titles in the main event if it's the hottest storyline that we have. We'll put the world title in the main event. Hell, we'll even put the X division title in the main event if it's the best storyline going in. And look at the X Division now. 
Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of dead, isn't it? Pretty much. Uh, I've got something coming in from uh, one of the official sources here on the SNS Radio Network from uh, Crelly, headlockstoheadlines.com. According to PW Insider, the current plan is for TNA's Destination X pay-per-view in July to feature only X Division wrestlers and matches. AJ versus Kazarian has been talked about as the main event. Uh, I don't watch TNA, but aren't AJ and Kazarian a part of Fortune together? Yes. So you're going to have a match between... Uh, uh, never mind. I, now say that again. Uh, apparently, according to this from PW Insider, AJ Styles versus Kazarian has been talked about as the main event. Okay, that sounds like my WWE universe. TNA has discussed bringing back former X Division stars for one night only, and the pay-per-view will see guys like Styles and Samoa Joe return to the division for one night. Okay. Heard it here, folks. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I, I just, moving on. I don't really want to comment on that story any further. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, apparently, after SmackDown tapings last week, John Cena filmed a movie scene for uh, Nickelodeon. After SmackDown wrapped up taping, he filmed a scene for his role in Nickelodeon's Fred the Movie 2. In front of the live audience, Lucas Crunkshank, who plays the part of Fred, was there to fight two bullies in the movie and was joined by his imaginary dad, whose character is played by John Cena. Filmmakers <laughs> used the WWE set and arena, complete with the custom Titantron videos and probably saved a bit of money since everything was set up already. Different shots were filmed in front of the audience and the production finished. Sheamus came out and was welcomed with an attitude adjustment. I, you know what? I rented Fred for my kids, the first one. And... I, Again, I'm not a big fan of John Cena, but he is hilarious as Fred's dad. At one point, he literally picks Fred up and attitude adjusts him in the living room. It's great. I mean, he, he, he's, I more like, tell you, he's more like Coach Dad Cena. It, it's it's hilarious. I got to tell you, and I, I know you're not in the dark. I know you're not an idiot. You have your reasons for hating John Cena, whatever they may be. I've always been on the fence. I could do without him. I could do with him. I could do without him. I just thought he was, you know, more geared towards kids than adults. And that's fine. Everybody has their niche. But I got a problem. I got to tell you. I swear on my life that I watched the John Cena experience on Netflix. And I got to tell you, after watching what that guy does for that company and how he carries himself how he does what he does for the WWE for the, the, the world of wrestling, the sport of wrestling if you can't, if you watch that and come out of that DVD still not liking John Cena then you're just a hater because that guy does more in a week than you do in your life in six months. And that ain't no bullshit. Well, now don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater, but I have watched the John Cena experience with my daughter, Sienna. She did order that last year. And we got it for her, basically. And I've sat down and watched it with her. 
And I'll admit, he does a lot of stuff. And I've said multiple times that I respect what he does outside the ring, the things he does for the company. He's a company guy. But I just, I'm sick of it being pushed down my throat. I'm sick of the constant John Cena this, John Cena that. And that's probably the reason I don't like the guy. I felt like I was forced to have well, yeah, John Cena not, down my you're throat. You're not the demographic that they're going after either. Well, that might be true. But that's, you know, I'm not a hater because of that. They got our money, brother. They're going for your kids' money now. Oh, they're getting it. That's that's the problem. But I see where you're coming from. Um, moving on with other news, Rima Faki reveals that a rib injury took her off of Tough Enough. The latest contestant to be booted off Tough Enough, Miss USA, Rima Faki, told DivaDirt.com that she got injured during the show and was told by Bill DeMott, there's a difference between being tough and being stupid, which ultimately led to her elimination. She said she was sad and wasn't ready to go. She fought through the pain of a rib injury. Faki mentioned how she cried from the pain when Bill felt on her rib. She botched the roll-up during their midnight one-on-one session that lasted two and a half hours. She said if it was up to her, she would have stayed and broke more ribs if needed, but she knew Stone Cold was looking out for her and asked her to hand over her Tough Enough title belt. She also revealed that it was Johnny Fairplay's wife, Michelle Dayton, who was responsible for her injury. So, sad to see Rima go, but, you know, at least it was a legit reason, right? And the most ironic thing, the the one thing that's hard for me to stomach out of that whole story is that Johnny Fairplay's married. (laughs) That somebody out there's giving Johnny Fairplay some ass. And it's female. Well, thank God, right? Well, if you were to ask me what I thought, what kind of ass he'd normally get, it probably wouldn't be female. Well... Uh, in case you didn't know, Chris Jericho and uh, Cheryl Burke were eliminated from Dancing with the Stars last week. Oh. I know. I thought he was going to go all the way, but unfortunately, Team Jericho, well, they're they're gone. So what's that mean for his WWE return? He said if he won, he was coming back. <laughs> well, the funny thing was that after he was eliminated, he made the joke that he was going to the royal wedding. And I noticed that a couple of, uh, like, like the TMZ and a, and a couple other... Uh, different like tabloid magazines picked that up and, and were like really putting stock into the fact he was going to the royal wedding, which was just a little funny joke that he was talking about, you know, just going to the royal wedding. Um, he did say that there was nothing going on this weekend. Maybe he might show up in Tampa. So a lot of people were speculating that he might, in fact, show up at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. But uh, as we both know, he did not. Uh, the future right now is uncertain for Chris Jericho. There was talk of him going back to the WWE, but uh, at this point in time, who knows? It's probably on a touch-and-go basis. I personally think he would be a good fit for the SmackDown roster. Would uh, solidify a heel spot for him, considering that after Sheamus, there's really not a main event heel in the SmackDown title picture. So I think Jericho would completely fill that role. I'm hoping that's what happens. Yeah, they could use him as a heel on SmackDown big time. Sheamus has got his hands full. I don't even know if he's ready for it yet. Well, and I like Sheamus. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they took the U.S. belt off of him. And if they are transitioning him into uh, into a world title match with Christian, then, you know, that's awesome. I can't wait to see the results. Now, I don't know exactly what direction they're going yet. I haven't really had time to wrap my redneck head around it. But I got to tell you, I think even with Christian winning that belt last night, they should have kept Del Rio on SmackDown to develop a little more and become the heel of that 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 company, that franchise. Right. 
But that's just my thoughts. And you've got a point. Uh, in case you didn't know, last uh, last Friday was the opening for The Rock's newest movie, Fast Five, featuring obviously stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Ludacris, uh, Tyrese is in the movie. Basically, a lot of the cast from the first Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 2, and the Fast and Furious have been reunited in this movie. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, plays a uh, police officer who's chasing them down, trying to uh, capture them all. There's a good fight scene between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Apparently, uh, it's done huge. It's, it's like the biggest opening movie for Universal. So the movie is just completely dominating right now the box office. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty badass. There was a midnight opening. And from the midnight opening, they pulled in 3.8 million. And that was in 1,132 theaters. And that was just from the midnight screenings, right? So estimates wow. for the opening weekend are in the range of 60 to 70 million for the fifth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. Unbelievable that. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of guys out there into fast cars and hot chicks and good, you know, God bless America. That's what our country is built on. But still. I'm just not really into that movie. I didn't really care for the first one. I'm not into racing those kind of cars. and I, To each his own, but to be the fifth installment and do that well says something about the franchise or says something about the actors involved. Got to give Rock credit. Well, that's true. I mean, I wish he would have been in a starring role so that he could take the credit for that. But, you know, I mean, Vin Diesel versus The Rock in a fight scene, I mean, that's that's been a Hollywood matchup for years. So... A lot of the fans finally got to see that. Well, at least he's not playing the gay character this time. That's true. At least he's not wearing a tutu and you know taking teeth out of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. Could be worse. Uh, speaking of The Rock, uh, there was a story that broke. There was a uh, basically Vince McMahon said there is a handshake agreement between himself and the WWE, addressing a question from a shareholder at the annual shareholders meeting. Vince McMahon said that there's only a handshake agreement between himself and The Rock. He said that's the way they've done business for a long time. The Rock often stated in the past that he has a great relationship with Vince McMahon. Apparently so great the two don't need anything in writing to conduct business together. The former WWE champion came back this past February to host WrestleMania and be on Raw on Monday to celebrate his birthday, which of course was tonight, uh, and will be in the main event of next year's WrestleMania against John Cena. Uh, Funny note in the shareholders meeting, there was a question asked by one of the uh, people in the audience, I guess it was a, a small shareholder or maybe just someone from the general public, who asked the question, when was Vince McMahon going to save wrestling and buy TNA Wrestling? Which is, was a very awkward moment uh, for Vince. He, he kind of shrugged it off. And the I guess the guy said something about, because, uh, you know, Stephanie could run that show better than Dixie Carter. And Vince was like, well, I would hope so. And uh, you, you, we got to see Triple H and Stephanie kind of laughing their butts off. And uh, Vince kind of looked at him and said, well, I didn't know it was for sale. Maybe. So kind of a funny moment at the shareholders meeting. Vince McMahon not exactly saying he would buy TNA if given the chance. But, well, you know, maybe. Who knows? The price was right. <laughs> and what's really ironic is if you watch the Jericho DVD, uh, the new one, the Breaking the Code, he even says when they talk about the sale of WCW that had he known about WCW being for sale, 
he would have bought it for what Vince bought it for because he could have afforded that. No, he bought it for peanuts. He literally, like, Tom Warner wanted to get rid of WCW. They wanted wrestling off the... The whole reason that Eric Bischoff didn't get the company was because they weren't willing to give him a TV deal on TNT. They wanted it off their TV programming. And so you could have bought the company, but without a TV deal, you're kind of dead in the water. And that's why the deal with WCW fell through uh, on behalf of Fusiant, the company that Eric Bischoff's affiliated with. Um, speaking of WrestleMania, apparently WrestleMania 27 breaks the $1 million barrier. Variety is reporting that the WWE WrestleMania 27 managed to break the $1 million pay-per-view buy barrier this year. And while financial numbers are still not all in, the show is already up 30% in North America and up to 15% overseas. The last WrestleMania to reach a million buys was WrestleMania 23. And last year, the show did 885,000 worldwide, down from 960,000 in 2009. The return of The Rock, along with the participation of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jersey Shore Snooki, certainly helped the company reach a wider audience. One million buys. I agree with that. Congratulations, WWE. I mean, on paper, it was a decent show. Um, at the end of the day, it really was hanging its hat on Triple H Undertaker. But, I mean, I can see how, on paper, going in, it was a highly sought product. I mean, number one, it's WrestleMania. Number two, it's, you know, Hogan. Not Hogan, I'm sorry, Rock. Uh, Austin, Cena, you know, it's got all the big name players, Taker, Triple H, Trish was on the card, Snooki was on the card, so I can see, you know, when going into WrestleMania, I was a lot more excited than I was coming out of it as a, as a fan, oh, amen. As, were, as were most, but on paper, it made for a good buy. No, I would agree with that, uh, you know, I mean... I, I thought Extreme Rules last night was a much better show than WrestleMania, but, you know, that's just my two cents. That's saying something, right? I got something for you. What's that? From uh, the official sponsor of the uh, Wrestling News Live Skyline, Headlocks to Headlines, fucking foreign kid is telling me in private chat, former TNA and WWE superstar Wildcat Chris Harris is also backstage expected to make his return to TNA. Expected to be involved in the Immortal versus Fortune feud, is believe Harris will be aligned with new fellow TNA Originals Fortune, including his former America's Most Wanted tag team partner, James Storm. Now, who called that? Uh, you did a long time ago. So we'll, we'll see if it does any, any, any good. Speaking of that, I have the Impact rating for last week. Apparently, Impact did a rating of 1.09 which means it was 1,510,000 viewers for the two-hour show. That is down from a previous week, 1.117, and around 200,000 viewers less. So the ratings keep tanking for TNA Impact. Like I said, man, I still enjoy it, so I don't give a fuck, but I've never seen, even in the dying days of WCW, a company get so much butt hurt over the internet. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I can watch that show and my life is not affected in any way. 
but for some reason, some people watch that show and they can't help but get on the internet and bitch for fucking three days. I don't know why. I don't. You didn't pay for it. I don't know why it's that big of a deal, but some people just can't let it go. I hear you, man. I hear you. That's why I don't bitch about yeah. it anymore. I don't watch it. I don't care. I moved on. I mean, it's wrestling. <laughs> you get more action on a show like Impact than you do any of the WWE shows. So, I don't know. Yep, I hear you. Uh, speaking of TNA, we, we're, let's talk a little bit about Kurt Angle. He apparently says he wants to uh, give the 2012 Olympics a shot. Former WWE and TNA champion Kurt Angle told Pittsburgh's ABC affiliate, WTAE Channel 4 Action News, that he's going to give a shot to the 2012 Olympics, hoping to make the wrestling team and show the world that being 40 is not old. Uh, a quote from Kurt Angle, I feel really good at 42. I might be making a statement uh, that his that him, 34-year-old nephew Mark, and I are going to start training for the Olympics and go after the U.S. Open. The Olympic team trials and then the Olympics. Angle said he won the Olympic gold medal in 96 in the heavyweight class, defeating uh, Iranian Abbas Jadidi just months into the fracture two of his vertebrae in his neck. So, you know what? Go for it, Kurt. Go for it. You know, if, if George Foreman can come back at 40 and, and become a, a world heavyweight champion in boxing and Randy Couture at 40 was still doing pretty good, well, up until this past weekend, that is, when he got knocked the fuck out. Uh, if Randy Couture at 40 years old can, still come in, can come in and do it, then why can't Kurt Angle compete in the Olympics? Go for it. Go for it, Kurt. That's all I got to say. Hey, I'm all for it. Why not? It'll be interesting to, to, to follow and see what happens. Uh, here's an interesting story that I didn't get to on Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you being a former, you know, country disc jockey, I think you know who Charlie Pride is, right? Yeah, he's a black country singer. Well, apparently Dwayne Johnson has been tapped to portray country singer Charlie Pride in a biography movie. Taking the place of Terrence Howard, who was supposed to that. be the lead actor, the casting news was confirmed by Pride himself, who said that while Howard is a much more in-depth actor academically, the Rock is a force on screen. It startled me a little at first, but he flew down to Dallas and spent a day with me, just sitting, talking recently. And When he left, it was like parting ways with an old friend. We had such similar views on so many things, the 73-year-old Grammy Award winner said. Now, One of his best songs was Kiss an Angel, Good Morning. My biggest problem with The Rock being uh, Charlie Pride is this will be a Charlie Pride that's, uh, that's really buff. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can you can hide that, but with big clothes and you know, you put an afro on the rock and he can pull it off because the rock can sing a little bit too. So I mean, I, I can see him playing this role. Finally, Charlie Pride has come back to Nashville. Yes, an angel, good morning. Over like a devil when you get back home. Grand old Opry, do you smell? La -la 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 -la? But the pride is cooking. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think that's going to be an interesting film for him. I really do. But, you know, he can probably pull it off. Little Jimmy Diggins, it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, of course, last night at Extreme Rules, we saw the debut of Karma, formerly Awesome Kong, in TNA Wrestling, uh, formerly Amazing Kong on the independent scene. 
And uh, she decimated Michelle McCool after she lost her Loser Leaves WWE match against her uh, teammate or her former teammate, Layla, from Laycool. And uh, the rumor is that she is, in fact, done with professional wrestling, that she's retiring due to some uh, nagging ankle injuries. A lot of people are saying it's due to the fact that uh, The Undertaker is not booked for a while on the card anytime soon. And she's going to be spending her time with her husband, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker. Uh, bottom line, whether you liked Michelle McCool or you didn't, uh, she did some pretty interesting things in her tenure in WWE. Wasn't that bad in the ring, but, you know, I wish her the best. You know, she was one of the better divas in the ring, and she wasn't hard to look at, but props to the fucking Undertaker for tapping that ass. You go, boy. Uh, Crelly's informing me of, speaking of Kurt Angle, Isis the Amazon has signed with TNA Wrestling as oh, expected, and is expected to debut at tomorrow's Impact taping as Kurt Angle's quote-unquote mistress. I knew that's who it was going to fucking be. I knew it. Somebody asked me the other day, and uh, we were on Xbox Live, and I said, I bet it's that big giant bitch that got cut from Tough Enough or from NXT. And sure as shit, that's what they're going to do. So is there anybody else that wants to know why I don't watch TNA Wrestling? Moving on. Wow. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he's bringing in somebody. that it, It's got to be somebody that's not been with the company. It's got to be somebody that can come in the knockouts division and really, for lack of a better term, make an impact. She doesn't have to be a great wrestler to get in the ring and fuck up Karen Angle. So... I'm going to give it a chance and see what happens as long as she doesn't, you know, end up like, who is that fucking, who is that chick that AJ and Christopher Daniels brought in? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. As long as she doesn't come off like that, then we're all right. What's she supposed to be like a cloudy kind of ripoff? I don't know. She was, she looked like a guy. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. But uh, let me see. Final news story of the night. Last night coming out of Extreme Rules. Christian Cage, well, formerly Christian Cage of TNA Wrestling, Christian of the WWE, finally wins the World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match against Alberto Del Rio in a brutal ladder match that saw several injuries. Uh, Brodus Clay being busted open hard way with the ladder to the face by Christian. He had to have like 12 staples to close up that wound and he, he's thought to have suffered a concussion after last night's performance i'm sure he was concussed that was a hard-ass shot man but i didn't see i didn't see how i saw the shot he hit him with that little horn swallow on the ladder yes and he, he hit him in the back of the head and knocked him into the big ladder which didn't led to him being knocked out of the ring but god damn i didn't think he hit him that hard Oh fuck, man! I watching it live. I he he fucking belted the shit out of Brodus. But I mean, we've seen harder hits. And, I mean, it's just like Dale Earnhardt Senior dying at, at Daytona. You've seen bigger wrecks. Yeah, but at the same at the same time, when you're dealing with something, uh, you know, an aluminum ladder, for example, if it hits you in the right spot, it's going to bust your ass open. And the force that Christian gave with that ladder to the face, I mean, it obviously cut him open, and he was hit pretty hard. I mean, the sound that ladder made. Impacting off the skull of Brodus Clay was just sick. I thought the I thought the spot that, that that was probably the most painful for anybody was Del Rio flying out of the ring on that ladder that was stretched between the the ring and the announce table, like it was supposed to give and break and didn't. And he only half he, he hit like half cheek of his ass on it. I thought that would probably hurt the worst. 
but I guess not. That was a rough spot, too, I admit. But they use those goddamn aluminum ladders, but, you know, like TNA's at least smart enough to use those plastic ones. Yeah, but at the same time, would you rather have a piece of plastic shard off and go into your skin or a piece of aluminum that's not going to break off the ladder and go into your fucking skin? I mean, you're, 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 um, well, would you rather have an aluminum ladder split and slice you through the thigh, or you know, I mean, when when Alberto Del Rio hit that ladder, if that thing would have cut in half, that thing would have sliced him up worse than fucking Hardcore Harley got his back cut. Well, on a personal note, I would take the aluminum ladder any day of the week over a fucking plastic one because an aluminum ladder has more give than a plastic one does. And again, you're gonna get sharded if you fucking hit. Yeah, shards of plastic. Not, oh, not, not sharding your pants. No, no, no. I don't, I don't know what you're going you might, you might. You might. You might. You might get a fucking big piece of plastic if spike up your ass. If I get a piece of ass. any kind of ladder stuck in my leg, I'm sharding them. I promise you. <laughs> I bet you will. I bet you will. But that's uh, that's pretty much it for the news of the week. It's a lot been of busy. stuff. A lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. It's been busy. Thank God for wrestling-online.com. Yeah, no doubt. Again. If you're not a member, go sign up for the newsletter. Colin does an amazing job over there. Yes, he does. I mean, I get five, six newsletters a week. I mean, it's good to just open your email and have all the news you need right there in your email. You don't have to go searching for it. Nope, absolutely. So I think uh, at this point, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break of the night. And I I tell you what, this is how I want to do the show tonight. We're going to come back. We're going to briefly run over Raw because i got to be real honest. I wasn't impressed with it tonight. Yeah, you just saw it anyway, so why do we want to talk about it? So we'll bring up some of the high points, low points really quickly. And after that, you know, take our final commercial break. But I want to open up the phone lines. Yeah, me too. And I want to get your opinions on what you've seen over the last 24 hours. Well, you had a lot of phone calls last night you couldn't get to, so I made sure to save them for tonight. Plus, somebody, give that fucking foreign kid a sandwich. Yes, get the fucking foreign kid a sandwich. And before we go to commercial break, one thing. Uh, I, I do want to, uh, to say, if you guys haven't checked out the return of Voice of Wrestling over at WrestleZone.com, check it out. I was actually, uh, I called into the show and wished Nick and Chris good luck. They brought back the Voice of Wrestling every Monday now, leading into Monday Night Raw. So definitely check them out. Good group of guys there. Like I said, first radio gig was with Chris. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Chris Cash, so... Definitely check them out. I know a lot of the SNS family were supporting. He wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for me. <laughs> well, there you go. So it all kind of comes back in a circle. And then I am old. But uh, check out the archive of the show and check them out every week uh, right before Raw. Good show. Good times. I didn't realize tonight was their debut or I'd have been back in. I'd have been in there. Yeah, I, I found out last week. I, that's why I promoted them last night on uh, Sunday Night Showdown. And uh, I, I was I was happy to see. The power of promotion worked because a lot of our loyal family members were supporting the Voice of Wrestling tonight, so they had a successful re-debut, and uh, I just thought I would call in and give them, uh, give them some props. Well, good. At least somebody from the network was represented because I totally forgot. Uh, you know I'll, me, man. I'm the hardest-working motherfucker in radio. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be straight up honest. I just totally slipped my mind. <laughs> So on that note, we're going to take our commercial, first commercial break of the night, come back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS. Angel, good morning. Radio Network is tracing some Charlie Pride. Love her like a devil when you get back home. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Ha, ha, ha. Notorious 187 and 
We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5158, nothing to mess with. Put my flag over WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on Planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. All right, guys, we're back right here. Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. And I'm joined, of course, by the founder of Wrestling News Live, the originator of Internet Radio, the grandfather of Internet Radio, if you will, according to certain Australians from the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog. I used to argue that. I, I mean, I used to put up a fight and go, man, I, you know, I'm not that old, but I... You know, you look back now and you're like, Damn, I really am that old. I really do go back to some of the first wrestling radio shows that were ever on the Internet. Well, now, it doesn't mean that you're old because you're an originator. I mean, I'm actually older than you by almost a year. Yeah, I started early. You did start early. I mean, because, again, it's that everything comes full circle. You got Chris Cash started. He actually got me started. Eight years ago. Yeah, the way that all went down, I mean, the way that all went down, I don't want to take full credit for Chris's success, but, I mean, he emailed me and said, hey, I'm a listener of your show, and I'd like to give what you do a shot. Can you help me? And I told him everything I could tell him in an email on how to do a show. And then Adam even went over and did news for the show for a while. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I helped him the best that I could to get started. So, yeah. Well, I mean. It, was, it wasn't always, you know. Peaches and cream between the two of us, but, well, yeah. you know, we, we passed it up. Well, make no mistake about it. I mean, even though he got me started, I wouldn't say he led to the success that I have now. That would be because of my hard work and perseverance. And the fact that you're a stubborn bastard. I am a stubborn bastard. I was just sitting here looking at the WrestlingNewsLive.tk site that you probably saw plastered on your TV during WrestleMania. Yeah. Damn, it's a good-looking website. It's not bad, man. I just got to give Ty props. He does everything I ask and then some. And that site looks good. I do want to say this, though. If, if Ty's listening, and I, I mean to talk to him on private message, but I would love to see a new WNL logo with the Stars and Stripes colors. Yeah, I uh, meant to get to that today, and I got sidetracked, and then uh, 
had a problem with my program, and I've got that fixed now, thank God. But I mean, you know, maybe maybe just the imprint of the American flag in the background or something. I just I, I got want, one coming for you. I want I want a very patriotic looking version of 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 WNL. I can make that happen for you. The one that's on the site fits the site color wise. Oh yeah, absolutely it does. You know the new the new look logo that we adopted last year, or this year I guess early this year. No, I'm with that. So. I guess, really, it's time to transition into some uh, Monday Night Raw speak. So let's hit the sounder and uh, let's talk about what happened. It was The Rock's birthday, of course. (laughs) And now it's time to review Monday Night Raw. Time to talk a little wrestling. Oh, wait. We're talking Monday Night Raw. I guess that means it's time to talk entertainment. Yeah. Now let me say that's I, not Nickelback. <laughs> no, that's not Nickelback. Who said it was Nickelback? What? I, I was waiting for the Raw theme to come on, but now I guess you're right. We're talking entertainment. Oh uh, yeah, that's the, that's the new thing. They don't want to be wrestling anymore. They're entertainment. And let's be honest, Trey. Uh, there wasn't much tonight that was wrestling related. It was pretty much entertainment from you know Samuel L. Jackson, who I'm very disappointed in, quite frankly. I love Samuel L. Jackson. But the fact that he wasn't yelling at The Rock and wishing him a happy birthday just really put my night in the shitter. I oh, I can't stop yelling. That's how I talk, motherfucker. I'm tired of these motherfucking entertainers on this motherfucking wrestling show. <laughs> I was wanting The Rock to go, so, uh, Samuel, what do you think about Osama Bin Laden? Yes, I think he deserves to die, and I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> yes, he deserves to die, and I hope he burns in hell. There you get go. you drunk. You might fuck a fat bitch or two. <laughs> bitches. That's one fat bitch. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. Oh, sorry. Karma just came on the screen on my TV. Sorry. I, it was just, uh, you know, something that kind of broke down. Steve Carell even had a birthday wish for The Rock, which, you know, he acted like he was being held against his will. You know, I, which I thought was it wasn't as funny as it probably could have been. You know, where was Will Ferrell? Of anybody from the other guys, why didn't we get a birthday wish from Will Ferrell? That would have been the one I would have wanted to see. Because Will Ferrell is fucking hilarious. I hear he's the new person taking over for Steve Carell. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tim Bronx. I'm tired of all these dead motherfucking terrorists at the bottom of this motherfucking river. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you be fucking fat bitches in no time. You might even find a nigga, too. <laughs> I, I, I used to have that commercial. I, I need to find that. Bring it back to the... Uh, Bring it back to Wrestling News Live. Mm-mm. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. I'll have one, too. How's it taste, motherfucker? <laughs> Good motherfucking beer, motherfucker. Would you stop yelling at me? No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Dave Chappelle, man. You got to love that shit. Uh, you know what? Just to kind of break away from the moment. I know we're trying to be funny, but... I have watched almost every episode of that show since I got on Netflix. <laughs> you know what? Unfortunately, I don't think it's on Netflix for me. I'll have to check. Canada just doesn't really? get a lot of shit. Yeah. I don't get any of the WWE content. I don't get oh, no a lot shit? of things. That's, yeah. that, man, I was surprised when I bought my Netflix thing, and it said, what do you like? Because it asks you all that when you sign up. And I put in what I like, and fuck, it was the Bobby the Brain Heenan DVD, fucking uh, Jericho's. 
big shows, Rey Mysterio's, the John Cena experience, the WrestleMania documentary, the death of WCW. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I haven't even watched them all yet. Unfortunately, I don't I don't get that in Canada, which really fucking pisses me off, you know, considering I pay for Netflix every month and What I don't understand is why we can stream some movies but we can't others. Right. You know, like I wanted to watch Major League the other day. It's old. But you got a DVD, you can't stream it. I don't know. I don't understand how that works. But uh, Ashley says Samuel L. Jackson in a biopic of Bin Laden. They motherfucking Navy SEALs in my motherfucking bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to motherfucking die. I'm going to get shot in the eye. Mm-mm, motherfucker, shoot me in the face. So we literally start the show off with a nice video package bringing us up to speed on what happened, you know, 10 years ago at 9-11. I can remember watching on September 13th, 2001, watching that episode of SmackDown, which was the first mass assembly mm-hmm. at that point in time i remember all the emotional speeches from guys like jbl and the rock and stone cold steve austin i just remember sitting at home proud to be an american citizen at that point you know it was a very emotionally charged night of television you know again i, I don't want to say that i'm a sensitive person but there have been times in my life i've sat in front of episodes of Monday Night Raw and bald like a fucking baby. I'd like to have, if we get somebody to, to get a link for us, I'd like to have what Vince McMahon said on that show, the impact after 9-11 to start the show, because it was great. Well, I think Andy Knowles has a little bit of that clipped. Not a lot. I know he, he used it for one of his promos. Yeah, actually brings up a good point. This is this you would know. I mean, well, I don't. You wouldn't know, but you, you're the one that started this shit, so you might know. What's worse, getting shot in the eye, or being fucked in the eye socket by Cody Rhodes? <laughs> oh, baby, I don't know. Shot in the eye is kind of a permanent thing. Cody Rhodes. I mean, if you get shot in the eye, baby, my son Cody got a lot of stamina. If you get shot in the eye, it's kind of over real quickly. But if Cody is uh, doing the business, he I fuck it, it might last for maybe ten to fifteen minutes, if you know what I mean. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The only question here is uh, you might want to ask Michael Cole, y'all, uh, what is better, paper or plastic? And I'm sure he would tell you bubble wrap, baby. The dream is out. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Let's see. If you get fucked in the eye hole, you also get your arm ripped off and beat with it. That's right. That's a fatality right there, buddy. <laughs> fatality. Fatality. Or that'd be a sexality. I don't know. Something like that. It'd be something. It'd be Finish something like your ass in jail. Finish him. Stop humping his eye socket, Cody Rhodes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to repeat Metallopon. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I like the opening to Raw. Um, a tear came across my eye as Lillian Garcia delivered a stunning rendition of the national anthem. Did this happen tonight? Because I missed the opening night. Oh, yeah. Lillian Garcia opened the show with, with uh, singing the national anthem. Night. Nobody sings the national anthem like she does. She did a There's fantastic a, job with the Star Spangled Banner. Fantastic, buddy. The part where they say bombs bursted in air. Yeah. Most people, when they sing that, they go down. She goes up an octave. And it sounds so good the way she does it. And it's really funny. I've told this story before, but when we were in Oklahoma City for Raw, uh, the night that Jr. got his face shoved into McMahon's ass by the Undertaker, 
we were in the front row, and Lillian Garcia literally walked from her her spot all the way around the ring, didn't say hi, bye, kiss my ass, shake hands with a single fucking fan, and walked right up to me and stopped. I shit you not, stopped right in front of me and turned and said, hi, I'm Lillian Garcia, and just shook my hand. And I was blown away. I mean, I, you know, it's not something I was expecting. I was just standing at ringside. And I've got a picture of that night. I'll find it of me and JSK. I'm wearing a blue sweater. My lettuce is frosted a little bit. I got blonde highlights in my hair. And I'm holding a world title belt. And it was the belt belonged to the guy behind me. But I was taking a picture with it. And she literally walked all the way around, ignored everybody. And stopped right in front of me and and turned and said, hi, I'm Lillian Garcia. I didn't offer to say hi, nothing. And I said, hi, I'm, you know, Trey Stone. How are you? Nice to meet you. This is Jody. And we sat there and talked for about five to ten minutes about her and music. And, you know, I I thanked her for doing a great job because she does it live on all the shows. I thanked her for doing a great job of National Anthem. And she blushed and kissed me on the cheek and walked off. And that's a true fucking story because I was blown the fuck away. Wow. It wasn't like I said, hey, 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 hi, Lillian, I'm Trey. She stopped and talked to me. That's then she turned around and walked off and say hi, bye, kiss my ass to anybody else and turned around and walked right up the ramp. Wow. That's pretty awesome, true dude. Sto- true story. But I will say that, you know, she is fantastic in that role of singing the national anthem. It was good to see her back, if for not one night only. Um, we start things off obviously with I the hope Rock. She comes back. I don't, she's not coming back. I, I don't think that everything post WWE's panned out for her the way she'd hoped. So I hope she comes back. Well, you know, she looked a little little chunkier. I think maybe she might uh, she might be pregnant. I don't know. I mean, she she looked like she's put a little. Weight I can either on. confirm or deny that that's my kid. <laughs> yeah, the chat's asking if she wanted a piece of the dog, but. Uh, yeah, it's probably best to say you, that you can't, can, you know, uh, you can, you can't confirm nor deny it. Uh, that, that's that's the best way to go, I think. I plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. But we start things off with the Rock, who comes out. You could tell the Rock's had an emotional night. You know, obviously it's a it's a big night for him. Happy comes out. We killed Bin Laden. Cuts his promo, and then Michael Cole interrupts via the 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 general manager, and the Rock and Michael Cole go back and forth. Until finally, Michael Cole finally pisses the rock off enough that he gets a rock bottom for his trouble and a people's elbow. Yeah. So at least some of the people were sitting home happy with Michael Cole getting his ass kicked by the rock. Let's see. For all of us, for all of us that were upset at the uh, turnout of the match on the pay-per-view, that was our, that was our uh, payback. Yeah, that was, that was giving us something back because that match was an abortion last night. Abortion. Yes. Maybe even afterbirth. I don't know. It was bad. Ooh, afterbirth. Birth, birth, birth. So next up, we're supposed to have our first official match of the night. John Morrison taking on R-Truth. Truth basically ambushes Jomo from behind. Throws him into the barricade. Beats the crap out of him and hits a STO onto the ramp. Uh, The refs come and check out on Morrison. Uh, He gets basically taken to the back as he's hurt. So the match doesn't start. It's really a lo- no contest, you know. And, and reeling from last night's cage match, you know, the triple threat where R-Truth interfered, 
and I brought this up on the Voice of Wrestling tonight with Nick and, and Chris. Did anybody else feel like our truth keeps coming out here and he keeps talking about how, you know, being a good guy hasn't got him anywhere and, you know, he should be the WWE champion? Why in God's name, first of all, do you put these three guys in a cage match? When a cage is a gimmick that really is meant for two people as a blow-off to a feud, that's the finality. A cage is meant to keep people out of the ring. It's not meant to have multiple people in a cage match because we had some ridiculous, stupid spots that were very contrived. You know, with a guy laying on, the, on his side for 10 minutes while these other two work each other, and then one of them goes for the pin and the other guy sprints up like he just got struck by lightning. That's, that's shit that I don't like in a cage match. But, but, okay, all that aside, at one point, John Morrison is crawling to the outside of the cage, and R-Truth decides to attack everybody. But rather than do the smart thing and pull John Morrison out of the cage and allow him to win the match, which would have set him up as the number one contender to the title, you would think, he puts him back in the ring and proceeds to beat down the other two superstars. Yeah. And then climbs over the cage as if he was in the match like he won the world title. I literally thought to myself, Truth, if you want to wonder why you're not a champion, it's because of the stupidity of this fucking angle. Not because of the fact that the fans cheer you or now they boo you. I I just, I literally, I went off on a tangent last night when that happened. I thought it was ridiculous. I understand it was scripted. It's, it's, you know, it's men in tights and a scripted soap opera. But come on, this is the same shit that I get on the TNA about. And when John Morrison is trying to make his way out of the cage to the outside... And he's like halfway down the fucking cage. Why didn't he just drop? Oh, no. He had to get back in to do another spot. Shit like that makes you realize how fake wrestling is. Or how scripted wrestling is. Because, you know, I'm not going to say it's fake. I've taken the bumps. The shit hurts. But it is scripted. And it's very contrived when you have stupid shit like that going on. So, just my two cents on that. Wasn't a fan. I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I just... I hate it when they, what's the term I'm looking for, um, insult my intelligence. And when they take it to where, you know, everybody and their brother knows that if you get a chance for the title, you're going to do whatever you can to get the title. And then our truth goes down there and throws him back. And it just made no sense. That's, I agree with you. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't know who came up with the finishes for the match or who scripted that match out and said, okay, well, uh, R-Truth's going to come out and he's going to stop Morrison from getting out of the cage. And uh, then he's going to go in and he's going to beat the crap out of the Miz and John Cena. Uh, then he's going to dance a little bit. Yeah, he's going to dance. He's going to say, shut up. Shut up. I, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't get it, but that's just me. So, of course, back to Raw, we see a no contest between uh, Jomo and R-Truth. Next up, we have a Divas match. Yeah, it happens. Um, Maurice versus Kelly Kelly. And actually, the match doesn't even start, so this is the second no contest of the night. Who knew? As uh, Maurice is, supposed to, is scheduled to take on Kelly Kelly, uh, Karma makes her way down to the ring, grabs Maurice, and gives her an implant buster. Turns around, stares at Kelly Kelly, and Kelly Kelly is just, I guess, struck with fear that she can't move. Any smart fucking... Diva with a bro. Oh, oh, wait, never mind. Kelly Kelly, never mind. Why didn't she get out of the ring and get the hell to the back? That's what I would have done. 
But she just, she's so nice, they named it twice. Exactly. She just sits there like that deer caught in the headlight and watches as awesome, or excuse me, karma glares at her and then walks off. It's like feeding time at the zoo. You don't just stand around and let the lion pounce on you. You get the fuck out of there. You don't see the gazelle say, oh, shit, I'm fucked. Come jump me. The gazelle runs its ass to the back. But if you're Kelly Kelly, I guess she wasn't smart enough to do that. <sighs> but I digress. Oh, well. So at what point is this show entertaining so far? Because I'm, I'm kind of lost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Next up, we have uh, a, a segment with Miz and Alex Riley in the back where Miz is basically uh, jumping Alex Riley for not being there at Extreme Rules. Alex Riley says, hey, man, I was drafted to SmackDown. Miz says, uh, well, you're under a personal contract to me, and that supersedes anything that's in the WWE. So there's a lot of friction between the Miz and Alex Riley. It says that you're going to be there in my corner tonight when I take on uh, John Cena in my rematch. So we find out that there will be... I still think even better off on SmackDown. I think so, too. Uh, so we find out there is a title match tonight for the WWE Championship. Uh, backstage segment with The Rock. Uh, telling the Divas a story about him singing to Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, you know, flashing the people's eyebrow. Uh, Teddy Long comes in. You smell what Barack is cooking? <laughs> Teddy Long comes in, starts talking to him. Vladimir Kozlov says he has a surprise for him. Uh, this is the comedic segment where Santino comes out dressed as his character from Fast and Furious. Uh, Hornswoggle comes out dressed as something that's supposed to be the Scorpion King. And the Great Kali comes out in a tutu, and he's dressed as the Tooth Fairy. Nice. And then to make this segment that much more awkward and non-funny, oh, yeah. Ron Simmons is standing next to The Rock. Damn. And I think we all know what he delivers, a trademark. Uh, how does it go? Something like... Uh, Damn. Uh, again, when does the entertainment part of this show happen? Because I'm kind of lost here. Next up, we have a WWE Championship match. John Cena defending against former champion The Miz. This was a really good match. Uh, for the first official wrestling match of the night, this was really good. A lot of back and forth between Cena and The Miz. Uh, the Miz, finally an equal of John Cena, kicks out of the attitude adjustment. At one point, uh, the skull-crushing finale is delivered to John Cena, to which he kicks out of. Alex Riley interferes in the match via the briefcase, allowing Miz to get the advantage. The referee is knocked out. The Miz gets the pin, is declared the new WWE champion, until the referee reverses the decision and disqualifies the Miz. So still, your world or your WWE World Heavyweight Champion, John Cena. Uh, I thought this match was good. I liked what they did with it. I was really impressed with the chemistry between John Cena and The Miz. Well, I mean, they're getting to a point now where they've worked each other so many times between televised events and house shows that um, though The Miz is not a ring general by any means, he is when he's in there with Cena because they've done it so many times that each other knows what's happening next. The more you wrestle a guy, the better you're going to be in the ring with that guy. I mean, if you go back to their first matchup, it was great, but it wasn't nothing to write home about. Then their second matchup was off the charts. You know, then they had a stinker, but that was because of time. And then every match after that has been better and better and better. So, I mean, the more you work a guy, the better your chemistry is going to get. It's just 
bound to happen. Well, you know, I love the fact that the WWE Championship got slipped to The Miz by Alex Riley, and he basically laid out John Cena with it and got the three count. I mean, when I stood up, my chair went, oh, my God, they're doing the one-night switch. You know, let, let's go back two years ago in 2009 when basically, you know, what John Cena got rid of The Miz on the Raw brand. Yeah. You know, he was a joke. He had, he had, to, go, he had to go turn himself into Captain Canada or Mr. Canada or something like that. Yeah, the Calgary kid. Yeah. You know, he was a joke two years ago. And look at what he's done Who in two wrong? years. He's now on par with John Cena. Many people would have, myself included, would have never thought that was possible for the Miz. And I'll bet you when they put out a Miz DVD, I'll say the same things about the Miz that I say about John Cena because the Miz is a company guy just like John. He may not be as, uh, you know, as muscular as John Cena. He may not be that strong wrestler, but the Miz. I mean, you, put in, you put in the hours in the business doing what John Cena does, you get my approval. Well, but here's the thing. You watch a Miz match. And he's got the psychology down. He's not just a guy that talks good on the microphone now. Well, he's a guy that has... Him and Cena, Cena's so much bigger than he is. Cena has to rely on the fact that he's a, he's a bruiser and a brawler. The Miz, in order to compete with guys like Cena, they have to, number one, be a, a smart wrestler to outthink the bigger, badder brawler. Number two, they have to be more of a technical wrestler to reverse and get around what the brawler does to him in the first place. So the Miz and Cena on paper, are a great fit. Well, I want to say this. Rigo says that uh, Miz is not on par with Cena. Still a lot to prove. Uh, in some respects, you're right. But when you're kicking out of uh, a guy's finish like John Cena, how many people can say they've kicked out of the attitude adjustment? Um, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels, to my knowledge. There's not many people. So in that respect, he is on par with John Cena. And that is a deliberate and, plan and, by and, the WWE. So I've, I've kicked out of it, but, but I was like, I ain't going down no John Cena. Like I said, like him or hate him, you have to admit, you watch his matches, he's gotten a million times better. The guy can work. He really is becoming the total package. He's getting, he's getting better and better, I'll give him credit. He's like a sponge, man. He's, exor- he's absorbing that knowledge. Yep. He's going somewhere with it. I mean, if you think not, then just go jump in the ring and do half the shit he does. You can't. It's not easy. So, like I said, still your champion, WWE. Uh, who, does he, who does he credit as his trainer? Who, The Miz? I never I never asked that, but I'm probably a guy like Bill DeMott or whoever was in Tough Enough. I'd like to know. You know, the, the same Tough Enough that I applied for was the one that, that The Miz didn't win. I applied I forgot, for the million dollars. I forget dollar. that he was even in that. Yeah, it was, uh, was him, and it came down to him and Daniel Pewter, and there was a guy named Daniel Rodimer that I thought was going to make it in the business. Big, tall, blonde guy, and then he got released. And Skip Sheffield, under the gimmick of Ryan Reeves, was in the Million Dollar Tough Enough. And sadly, I was not. But I did have one of the best-produced fucking Tough Enough videos you'll ever see. Still butthurt over the fact it never made it to air. I know, I know, I know. Even if I never got the call to go out there, I still would have wanted that to show up on air rather than two random guys with their shirts off wrestling in a fucking basement. Yeah. Mine was like watching a professional vignette. Not everybody pulls up in a Corvette and fucking cuts a promo in front of a nice fucking house and does the promo in one fucking take, mind you. You the man, JJ, you the man. But that was me. But I digress. Next up, we have uh, Rey Mysterio and Kofi Kingston taking on the tandem of Jack Swagger and Drew McIntyre, recently drafted from the SmackDown brand. Uh, Alberto Del Rio is actually sitting at ringside commenting on the match. 
and calls Ray Mysterio a little chihuahua. He's so good and smooth when they talk to him. He's just, he's so money on the mic. <laughs> well, no, he's not money on the mic. He's not me. No, no, no pun intended. But yeah, there, he, there is no other JJ Sexay, just me. He's he's dollar signs on the stick. I kind of think he took some of my gimmick. Um, you know, the, were you a Mexican land bear? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the car. You know, driving up in the car, yeah, the nice, the yeah. nice car. He kind of has the laugh. He kind of does promos or, like you I do. Knew that. Yeah, but you know, you knew that. So, what are you kidding, right? And for those of you that are like, what the fuck are you talking about, JJ? Oh, if you go to my Facebook page, I think, maybe I'll produce the link before the show, but I actually have a tough enough video that I actually put on YouTube. He actually applied for the show tough enough. Yes, 2004, I applied for the show. I'm thinking about applying for a TV show next season. Oh, yeah, what's that? Uh, CMT's next big thing, or next big star. Apparently, my 14-year-old wants to apply for the next star, which is a show here in Canada. I may, I may do the old country music thing. No, you're good at it. May as well. And it's all ages. Because there's a guy on there this season that's like in his 40s. I'm too old for American Idol. I wouldn't do American Idol anyway. I don't like their kind of shit. But <laughs> It's uh, the same premise. According to Crelly, Miz was trained by uh, Al Snow and Bill DeMott. Well, there you go. And, and the staff at UPW. Crelly says he should apply for a show live from the sitting room. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to put asses in seats, I tell you. I don't know, Crelly. Don't quit your day job, brother. Brodus Clay dancing with the stars next season. No, he needs to go dodging ladders 101. <laughs> he needs to learn. If you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. If you can dodge okay. a ladder, you can dodge a ball. He should be watching dodgeball so he can dodge yeah, shit. Yeah, He's going to average Joe's. Yeah, no shit. But uh, in the end of this match, Kofi Kingston and Rey Mysterio pick up the win. Uh, Alberto leaves the announcer's table, tries running in the ring. Rey Mysterio drop kicks him off the apron. And it looks like they are going to continue the feud they had last year on the SmackDown brand. So next up, we have a segment in the back where The Rock congratulates Christian on his big win. Uh, talks to Evan Bourne, talks to Vicky and Dolph Ziggler, who basically uh, bring the big prize for The Rock and Mae Young. May Young says, "You know what? He he loves May. The Rock says he loves May Young, and gives her a nice kiss on the lips, much to the disgust of uh, Vicky and Dolph Ziggler, and even says that uh, May Young is more beautiful than Vicky will ever be, no matter how much weight she loses. So, kind of funny moment. So John Cena is standing there and talks to the Rock, says, "Look, I got the WWE Championship, and he's going to keep that belt until WrestleMania 28. Yeah, everybody, and his gift is to make." their match at WrestleMania even bigger and involved the WWE Championship in the match. Rock says, you know what? Just bring it. And that's how they end the segment. Very interesting. Again, when does this get entertaining? Still waiting. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost here. Uh, next up, Here's we have... Angel, good morning. That, might be, that, that movie might actually be entertaining. Uh, next up, we have Mason Ryan of the New Nexus, uh, along with CM Punk, taking on SmackDown superstar Kane. This is a rough match to watch. Uh, I don't know if it was just Mason still being green, but Kane is a very seasoned vet, and watching these two wrestle was just, uh, it was brutal. Uh, they were both slow as molasses. A lot of their holds were botched. I, you know, in the end, 
the match gets thrown out. So another DQ. So uh, let me see. No contest. No contest. Uh, disqualification. One match actually has a winner. Uh, another disqualification. Does anybody see a pattern here? I mean, out of five matches, only one match has winners legit where it's not a DQ or a no contest? Wow. Way to drop the ball, WWE. Way to drop the ball. So uh, we finally get... At least it was a go-home show. Yeah, no shit. So after the match, Kane tries to choke slam Ryan. Ryan grabs Kane. Um, Nexus starts beating down Kane. A big show runs out and makes the save. Fights off the Nexus. Uh, well, well, it's a show, Kane! Mason Ryan comes in with a huge shoulder tackle that knocks the big show out. Mason Ryan leaves, goes up the, goes up the ramp without the Nexus, and they all just kind of gather themselves. So it's leading you to believe that Mason Ryan may soon be leaving the Nexus, which was probably going to be the best thing for him anyway because, well, the Nexus was pretty big last year with Wade Barrett as the leader and a lot of the uh, the core members of the Nexus, but now it's just kind of, you know, lame and was once powerful and now it's just shit. What happens when CM Punk doesn't resign the contract? What happens to the Nexus then? I mean, they went from taking everybody out from John Cena to Vince McMahon to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to every major superstar on Raw and SmackDown last year to not even being able to take out Randy Orton, one man. To answer your question, Bronx in the chat room, by the way, when did Batista fuck Steve Blackman? It's on the B side of his daughter's sex tape. You can get it at most adult video stores. <laughs> so I, I just I, I can't understand the power of the booking here. You you have a group that ran rough shot over everybody and now they can't beat one person. Even though they beat everybody with gang warfare, and now even as a group, they can't overtake a guy like Randy Orton. I, 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 I'm, I'm lost. Who's booking this show? I, I really would love to know. Because they're fucking sucking at their job. So next up, we have The Rock come out. Says he had a fun night. Thanks for, you know, making it one of the greatest nights in his life. He thanks his family who's sitting at ringside. And then lo and behold, Vincent Kennedy McMahon comes out and says a few things about The Rock. You know, thanks him for his respect, his humanity. Thanks him for being the rock. They put a they put a, a gift together for him for coming home. And it's a, it's a big video package. Uh, rock gets a huge ovation. And uh, Maya sings happy birthday to the rock. So they end the show with streamers coming down from the rafters. Along with balloons and confetti. So that is the ending for Monday Night Raw tonight. Wasn't about the in-ring product. It really wasn't even being about entertaining. This is what we were given one night after Extreme Rolls. On a night they could have had a fantastic show, had things went just a little bit better, had things been more streamlined, had they not had no contest, no contest, DQ, DQ, DQ. And people wonder why people are changing their views on this product. Oh, I don't know if they wonder anymore. So, here's the hard part. If you had to give this a grade, Trey, what would you give it? Uh, C+. Mm. That's being generous. That's because I like The Rock. 
really the best thing that happened tonight was Miz and John Cena. For me. I, I yeah, loved, match wise, I'd go with that. Uh, it, that was the best part of the whole night. Hands down, hands down. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. And so, because of that, I would give it a C minus. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, you might not have heard this, or you'd have brought it up, and maybe you did bring it up, and I just didn't hear you. But uh, when Kofi Kingston came out tonight, did anybody else hear the Ultimate Warriors music? Uh, no, I heard Kofi's music. The stream that I was watching, Kofi's music hit. And then it went, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and everybody in the chat room said, holy shit, the warrior, ultimate warrior, ultimate warrior. All, you know, 800 people watching that stream. Start typing in, ultimate warrior, anybody else hear that? So on the stream I was watching, they played the ultimate warrior's music. Okay. Uh, go, back, go back and listen to Kobe's entrance and you'll hear it. Crelly is telling me in the chat, to be fair, JJ, the talent might have been fucking tired from Extreme Rules. Not everybody wrestled Extreme Rules last night, Crelly. And even if they're tired, you have a live show that airs maybe, in how many countries? Maybe their pyro fucked them up. How many countries does this show air in? Like 100 countries? The bottom line is if you can't perform at peak level, it's your job. You go out there, you put on a show. If there's 10 people in the audience or if there's 10 million people in the audience, you go out there, you give it all you got, and you put on a show that's entertaining. We didn't get that tonight. Somebody find the link to Kobe's intro night and give it to J.J. You can make whatever excuse you want. I just I didn't find this to be a very entertaining version. For a show that was that was billed as The Rock's birthday, I really felt like it fell flat. You know, maybe there were a lot of injuries that came out of last night, but C minus for me, and the only reason it's a C minus is because Miz and Cena. If it wasn't for that, it'd be a straight up D. Oh yeah. I just I you know Pitbull being there did nothing for me. I, I don't care about Pitbull. I just I, I just felt like it was very overly contrived. I might be the only person on the internet tonight that's fucking dissing it. And I don't care if I am or not. I was not impressed with the show. At all. Minus the opening video package. I want my money back, bitch! Minus the opening video package, Lily Garcia <laughs> singing the national anthem, and Miz and John Cena. Everything else was a big fucking, as is The Rock used to say, it's like Mick Foley went down to the ring, took a squat, what? and out came this fucking show. Poo-poo. Hey, the poo-poo. The poo-poo. The poo-poo reference on the show. Hey, the poo-poo. Oh, the poo-poo. You poo-pooed. So, yeah. The crowd was hot. The crowd was hot. I'll give them that. But, again, just not impressed. C-. minus. On that note, we're going to take our final commercial break of the night. We're going to come back and uh, open the phone lines, open the emails up, and I want to find out what you guys thought. So on that note, stay tuned to more. So with that said, we're going to be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Stay tuned for more right after this. This is P.M. Bronx, and you are listening to the outlaw of the IWC, the trade dog, and J.J. Sexe, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 1030 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. (laughs) Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Mary Dollar Man. And you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Hey, JJ, we got a little bit of time before wrestling starts. Uh, anything in particular you want to watch on TV? I don't know, man. Seriously, whatever you want to watch is fine with me. Dude, let's watch American Idol. This is American Idol. Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with you, I think, based on what your friends and family are telling me. Well, dude, dude my ego needs to stay, stay, stay intact. You're more embarrassed than Clay is. Yeah. You believe that you've created everything for all of us, correct? There's a song, and I do credit YouTube for the song. You want the credit, you get the blame. I'm guessing you want me to lose every kind of point and, oh, fuck's sake. Okay. A power and a force that you've never seen before. Vegard, the ability to morph and even up the score. No one will ever take them down. The power's on their side. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Money morphing Power Rangers. There's the chorus. See, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you guys can't sit there and say Crowley's not the man because uh, I'm surprised he did it, quite frankly. That was awesome. All the props to Curly. Absolutely. 
Now let's smack him in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking foreign kid. Months ago, he returned to recapture the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Man, to be called the face of TNA wrestling is spitting in my face. Honestly, yeah, he definitely has what it takes. Sting, obviously, he still got it. Very few that I respect more, and I'm happy to see Sting back. Sting knows that he doesn't want to face me. Which TNA star is willing to sacrifice everything to end the icon Sting's reign once and for all? TNA presents Sacrifice live Sunday, May 15th, only on pay per view. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNAondemand.com. The place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now. Hey yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Adios. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trade Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, my time is In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot, knock your shell off. My money stacked fat plus All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. On the SNS Radio Network, of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, all caps, baby. And I'm being joined, of course, by the Trey Dog, the outlaw of the IWC, the godfather of internet radio. And uh, just right... I was wrong. Do what? I was wrong. You were wrong? About what? I uh, had Crowley send me a YouTube link to Kofi's entrance. It must have been whoever was providing the stream played that clip and it bled over the Kofi entrance. But those of us in that chat room did hear the Ultimate Warrior music come on. But uh, on the feed that I was watching from Crowley, it doesn't happen. Now, there was one thing I want to talk about real quick. I know we've got a caller on the line. But real quick, the funny thing I, I found about Kofi last night or tonight was that uh, you know, last week on SmackDown, he did his big elaborate entrance and jumped 20 feet in the air after that last boom and then was jumped by Sheamus. Well, tonight when he did that, uh, the first thing he did was look back to make sure there was nobody behind him, and I thought that was pretty comical. If I could be racist for a minute. Oh, hell, here it goes. <laughs> you know the first thing I thought of when I saw Kobe tonight? What's that? Watermelon. <laughs> 
Damn. And not because he's black. It has nothing to do with him being black. His trunks look like watermelon tonight. Okay, from, from that angle, I'll agree. Look like he had watermelons on his trunks. Once again, it has degenerated into racist news live. So, uh, if you'd been a white man wearing those trunks, I'd have said the same thing, but y'all would have said, oh, my God. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What's up, man? This is Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, what's going on, man? I just wanted to give my thoughts about Raw tonight, man. I was, uh, not to say, I was kind of disappointed about it. Just felt you like feel I was let watching down? a bad episode. Yeah, I just felt like I was watching a bad episode of Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of me too. Me too. That's a good, that's a good comparison. I just, I feel like they just put too much emphasis on, you know, The Rock's birthday where they could have used that time to maybe, I don't know, try to build up to their next pay-per-view that's coming in like three weeks. Would have been nice. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, I feel like they could have utilized a lot more of their time than just to do these corny segments and these corny... I mean, I understand that, you know, Vince is going to do whatever to try to make The Rock happy because he's bringing a lot more focus to the company than there has been in the past couple of months, but, I mean, enough has got to be enough. And another thing that's just really getting on my nerves is this whole Michael Cole, King, Jr. thing. Oh, I mean, God. I when is it going to end? Because from what I've seen, they're planning on doing another match at the next pay-per-view, and I'm just mm-hmm. honestly like, how much how much more can we stand of this? It's too much. This Michael Cole this Michael Cole swagger bromance is getting on my yeah. nerves. I mean, it's like, yeah. come on, enough already. And, you know, yeah, they said it last night on, on the, I listened to the law last night. And they said last night that it's almost borderline now. It's not even about Cole and Lawler anymore. It's almost like Vince is just getting his jollies by stringing Jim Ross along. Jim Ross isn't a wrestler. He gets hurt every time he goes out there. But yet every time every time this company turns around and they get a chance to light a bag of shit on fire on Jim Ross's doorstep, they do it. Yeah, it's just, come on. I mean, like. Enough is enough, man. Like, just have it be over. Like, honestly, what, like, what, what can you do afterwards? Like, nobody's gonna want to sit and just listen to Michael Cole after this is all done. He just can't go back to being an announcer, right? And act right. like you know he hasn't been pissing us off for the past three, four months. What I'd like just, to see, I'd like to see something more come of this. Of Michael Cole leave the announce table for Raw at least, because now you've right. got uh, you've got Jack Swagger. And you've got uh, the chosen one, Drew McIntyre, on Raw. Right. I thought, and I still think, the two of them make a hell of a tag team. I don't know why yeah. they just they, they look good together. They feel, they they feel like they fit. I'd like to see Michael Cole become the manager of that tag team and let those two go and get a, a pretty lengthy title run. Definitely, he could definitely be the mouthpiece for those two. And one last thing, I just want to mention. Have you guys checked out the Zack Ryder YouTube videos at all? I've seen a couple of them. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is, and I just really hope that it be, it comes of something. I hope, like you know, you know, creative is sitting back and looking at these and seeing, you know, that this guy is pretty talented in front of a mic and gives him a chance. What I'm thinking should come of these is you don't have Jericho doing the highlight reel. Edge is gone, so the cutting edge is gone. I could see Zack Ryder having his own television talk show segment on Raw. Definitely, man. Definitely. 
Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for giving me the time. What's my opinion, dude? Enjoy hey, the show. Keep doing the good work, man. All thank- right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Ray. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm with him. I, again, I felt like the show wasn't very entertaining. That was, a, that, was a, that was a damn good phone call. It was. And, again, like I said, there's five matches on tonight's show, and all but and one ends one in a – one finish. Yeah. All ends in a no Now, when no TNA does that shit, oh, my God, they're hanging motherfuckers from the Empire State Building. No. I called them out on their bullshit tonight. You know I don't fucking play that shit. I don't know. Now, here's I, what happens. When I get racist on the air – the chat room goes to shit. <laughs> no. Tia Bronk says Santino and Kozlov should be called Spaghetti and Rush Balls. Spaghetti and Rush Balls. I guess. Uh, Anthony says Ray and Kofi, Tacos and Dreads. Wow. Randable says, what about the Flying Chimichanga Brothers? I was actually thinking maybe how high would work for Ray and Kofi. Because they both get lots of airtime. Six one nine four twenty. There you go. I don't know. Like I said, man, I just I wasn't feeling the show. But let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines. And I think uh, joining us, believe it or not, our uh, fucking foreign kid is in the chat. What's up, dude? You know, I think after watching War, the Miz Cena match was fantastic, but I'm not a fan of the ending. Like in the past, how many times have you seen the referee like? Like after the match, like on the big tron, he saw someone like use a low blow or hold the ropes and does nothing. Yet tonight, just because it's a world title match, he sees a belt in the ring and just guesses that the Miz used it. Did he have proof that? Did he have well, proof that the Miz used it? Anytime you have a reversal of a decision by the referee alone, it gets cheesy because ninety nine point nine percent of the time, when they have a a, a finish. When they have a finish signed up where there's supposed to be shenanigans involved, they don't reverse the decision then. What makes them all of a sudden decide to reverse this one? Yeah, I mean, The Miz, as far as we know, the, the, the ref got knocked down, The Miz hit his finisher, won the match. What gave, what gave the ref the idea that Miz used the belt? I'm just saying, I know we all know that wrestling is script or whatever, but if you want to make it seem realistic, the ref has to go on what he sees. And we've seen, like I said, multiple matches where the referee has on the rope, no, sorry, on the triton, seen the use of a rope or trunks and never, ever reversed it. So I'm thinking that was a bit of bullcrap booking. Well, but that's just my opinion on that. At the same time, I mean, you're right. And I remember back in 97 when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble for the first time after he was eliminated by Bret Hart and the referees didn't catch it because they were breaking up a confrontation on the outside between uh, Mankind and Terry Funk. And he eliminated everybody and won the Royal Rumble. Uh, of course, the next night on Raw, the decision was reversed, and they had a, a fatal four-way pay-per-view in February of 97 to determine who would be the number one contender for the WWF Championship at the time. And I remember the next night on Raw, they, they were talking about there's no instant replay rule. Well, it's the same deal here. There's no instant replay rule. And it's just a convenient thing that they break out. Look. Here's the thing. When you're booking a wrestling show or, I guess, an entertainment-based show, you want to think about stuff that hasn't been done in a while. And I guess they just felt like, well, okay, we could, we could have Miz, you know, basically go over by chicanery and then decide at the last second that, uh, you know, John Cena is going to keep the belt because of what happened. It makes John Cena look strong, and it makes the Miz still look strong. So from that perspective, no. I, I see why they did it. But, I mean, again, 
five matches and only one ended in a fucking positive result. That is just bullshit. Bull fucking shit. And I'll, I'll agree with JJ 100% on all of that. But the most important thing for you, Crowley, my question is, have you given Princess Kate my phone number yet? Well, I'm, I was actually in London on Sunday, and I might have possibly went past Buckingham Palace. So if you get a phone call from a British number, it might be Kate Middleton. Just saying. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck her. I will. Man, her sister Pippa is much better. Oh, and is younger. she really? Well, hell, yeah, just, give, her, give her my number, too. That's Pippa and, uh, and then whatever Kate's name is. And she was awesome at the wedding. I mean, the wedding was boring, but the girls looked fantastic. I'm Did not interested go? in the wedding. I'm interested in the honeymoon. You got footage? No, the thing is, right, they're not actually going on a honeymoon. Um, uh, over fears about security, they're not actually going to a honeymoon. And he's actually go, uh, and William is actually going back to work on Tuesday. And then he's being flown out for six months to do something in the army. So love, after being married, he's going to spend six months away from his, from his wife. I love how you're kayfabing us, because I'm pretty sure we know you were in the closet. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit serious. They, they are having their honeymoon. See, his voice They're, is changing. He's starting to stutter. He's lying. Did you get any uh, Polaroids from the sitting room of Buckingham Palace? <laughs> oh, you can actually go... You I, would imagine go they got, I, mean, I would imagine they got a pretty big sitting room. Is their closet as big as your bedroom? It might. Well, I don't know. It might be because <laughs> you can go. You, you can actually go on a tour or Buckingham Palace. Hey, uh, you know what? All this bullshit aside, she's going to be without her husband for six months. She's going to need some penis, and I volunteer. But uh, if you if you want to take one for the team, Trey, feel free to fly over to England. It's not that. Not I, I think. I think with us catching Osama bin Laden, we need to spread more American good cheer. And I think it'd be my American duty to put my dick in her. I just think it'd be the right thing to do. Well, if you feel oh, that's the best of the country, I salute you. God bless America for, for killing that towelhead, and let's hope that things I can come out. I get done fucking her, they're going to be playing God bless America every day at 4 o'clock instead of having tea. <laughs> well, she has six months without, without her husband, so if you want to go answer the call of Dewey, feel free. I mean, I'll, I'll fuck her four times and hit her in the head with a hammer if she wants 12 inches to make it hurt. <laughs> Uh, well, on that bombshell, I have to depart because I have to have college in 20 minutes, but I thought I'd call in and give my opinions on the booking of WWE Raw. Well, you made the cut, Crowley. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay, peace. All right. Good education. <laughs> Let's go back learn, to... Learn something. Yeah, no shit. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, joining us right here on Wrestling News Live, who's this? Oh, man. Um, not much. Got a thunderstorm here right now. This is a... Yeah, we do, too. This is, fa- this is actually... This is actually a f- That's probably a little better. Perfect. <laughs> Um, this, it's, we've, I think, I think the thunderstorm here pretty much just classifies how angry I am with wrestling. I completely agree with you guys that, uh, cause I managed to catch a replay of Raw, uh, earlier, earlier this afternoon. Man, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all this hype, you know, even coming off the pay-per-view, which was decent. I thought coming off of a decent pay-per-view, they were promoting, oh, my God, if you thought tonight was great, wait till you check out The Rock's birthday on Monday. Oh, my God. And then, boom, it was like, you know, a not-so-fresh feeling in your pants. It was like, what the fuck? I, I, I didn't sign up for this. It was, a bad ep- it was a bad episode of Saturday Night Live, just like, the, like Ray said. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, also just on this time, uh, Crelly, uh, I know you're lying because I was actually the sound recorders in the... 
<laughs> Nibs, Nibs ratting you out. I love it. The, the story comes out. We got two foreign kids in the closet at what was supposed <laughs> to be the honeymoon. And that was the honeymoon. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, the one thing that, that I've actually called out for is... Um, it's actually something something completely separate. Um, uh, also, just going back to extreme rules. I'm not because I, I couldn't actually catch it yesterday. Um, your thoughts on? Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have addressed it or not. But Michelle McCool declaring that she's done. Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. It's a little odd oh, okay, that that's it's happening at, at you know so early in her young career. But she is married to the Undertaker. He's taking some substantial time off. Um, I think they're wanting to have a baby, so she's taking some time off. I think that if they really wanted to sell the fact that she was done, they should have really had Karma come out and just beat the living shit out of her rather than just put on a finishing move and walk away. They should have carried that bitch out on a stretcher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, who's going to, apart from Karma, who's, who, um, who do you think is going to take her place? Because I don't think there's a diva that's ready to step up. I think the girl she fought last night's about ready to step up. I think Layla did a hell of a job. Coming from where Layla has come from to where she is now, she has made that Trish Stratus leap where Trish was one night barking like a dog, and the next thing you know, she's the best diva in the business. Yeah, see, Layla's, Layla's getting to that point. I don't know who's training her. I don't know how she's getting her training, but whoever's doing it is doing a hell of a job. And I think if she keeps this pace up, I think what you're going to see is she's got that 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 quality where she's so hot and snobby you want to hate her and that's what made her a good parlay cool if she stays with that role and that i'm better than you and i'm the best looking diva on the brand blah 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 she'll go places because her talents catch it up with her attitude well see i want to say this about layla coming from the diva search that she won a few years back uh she is as is really one of the best performers in the company i mean her last run with lakel the last six months they were together, she completely overshadowed Michelle McCool in every oh, respect. Oh, yeah. Carried them, carried them big time. Yeah, I mean, she carried Michelle McCool, you know, no offense, on her shoulders. Much better wrestler in the ring, much better uh, talent on the microphone. Her acting was, was much improved. Look, I married a woman that wrestled in Stampede Wrestling. For those of you that don't know, Boom Boom uh, worked for Stampede. And she suffered an ankle injury uh, in a match with one of the guys there, I guess it was a mixed tag, and the guy broke her ankle, and she pretty much was done after that. Uh, she got derailed on a comeback, of course, when she met me, and then we got married, and you know, one thing Fucked led to another. couch. But she still, to this day, <laughs> has... Uh, <laughs> that footage you'll never find, by the way. Uh, to this day, she still has... Uh, her ankle bothers her from time to time. So if Michelle McCool did suffer a legit ankle injury, injury she... Uh, yeah. Yeah, an ankle injury will take you out. If it's severe as, as what Boom Boom had, if it's severe as the way she's playing it up to me, yes, most definitely an ankle will take you out. It's kind of like a groin will take you out. You wouldn't think a groin muscle would be that big of a deal, but, guys, it's one of the hardest muscles to heal because you keep re-injuring it all the fucking time. It's also one of the hardest muscles to bet. Oh, yeah, but anyway. Um, one of the um, most fun to get rubbed out, though. Yes. <laughs> yep. And um, that... Thanks very much for, for letting me for letting me calling in, guys. Um, just uh, one really quick thing: Jay Lethal for United States Champion. 
And as much as I say, as much as I say uh, every week, Vince Russo, bend over for everyone. Thanks, guys. All right, hey thanks, man, man, don't be a stranger. I won't, mate. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, mate. All right. So we're going to open the phone lines up, take a few more calls, get to emails, and uh, get ready to wrap things up. You know, my dad, Papa Dog, uh, he still has in his leg a foot and a half of steel and 18 screws. And at his age of 60, he can barely, like like this morning, we went and had breakfast together. He came in and met me at my apartment. We went and had breakfast together. But when it's cold, he can barely walk. Oh, yeah, man. and, And that's just because it's a nagging injury. It's something that never correctly healed. And, you know, he struggles with it every day. But at his age, they said it'd be better just to leave the shit in and let him hurt than it would be to take the shit out. I just ran across a news item that I should have brought up earlier. Are you a fan of Vader? Eh, I was back in the day. It's time. We talk, we, we talk about Vader or Darth Vader. <laughs> well, we're talking about Darth Vader. I'm definitely a fan. Uh, I, I was a huge fan of Big Van Vader for a long time until I met the son of a bitch. And um, he was kind of yeah. an asshole to me. And when I met him, I also met his son, Jesse, and he was a pretty cool kid. But That's why I hate Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the WWE assigned Jesse White, Vader's son, to a developmental deal. Nice. I bet so, he's a big kid. He is a pretty big kid, yeah. Not as big as his daddy, of course, but, you know. Uh, and, of course, he played football for the for the Sooners, I believe. He went to the University of Oklahoma there for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his music should say, it's time. It's steel time. <laughs> well, you know what? He'll probably have some stupid, goofy fucking name, you know. He'll be like, you know, Diesel Harris or some shit or fucking, you know, Diesel Diggs. You know, it won't be like Husky Harris or something. It won't be his, his fucking actual name, so. What right. difference does it make, right? It doesn't matter as long as they're in there breaking necks and cash checks. Yeah, no shit. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What up, man? It's the Pope. The Pope. Pope What's in that the house, poopster? man. Uh, not much, man. I was Is actually, I was just, I've been asleep the whole show. I just woke up and like, holy shit, man. Like, what is going on? I... <laughs> Is it time for a sermon? Uh, everyone's been asking for one. Everyone said, uh-oh. Everyone's been saying, you need to do a sermon tonight. And I I don't know, man. Uh, if every, I get enough requests for one, I might do it. But since you want now, one, Trey, I have to, I'll have to do one then. It's time to testify, my brother. Well, then let me hit the music if we're going to do this. Let's do this the right way. Now's the time on All Wrestling right. News Live for another sermon by the Pope of Wrestling News Live. <laughs> Well, here we are once again, brothers and sisters, on tonight of all nights, a night when our our U.S. military has killed the one person in the world that is hated by all men, all men, women, and children. I was, uh, the Pope himself has talked crap about the U.S. government and the U.S. military for a long time. But I can assure you that I will no longer talk crap about the U.S. military because 
the men and women of the armed forces have done a good job. Those seniors have done a good fucking job. Reach out, and so they need to give those to give those men and those women that fifty-two million dollar bounty that was on Bilal's head and cut them loose together, go home and sit down. Now ask for some of Bin Laden. If you That's think about it, now if you think about Osama Bin Laden, you come, you think of two things right off the bat. You think of a man who was considered to be a guy by some fucking cowhead faggots in another country. Then you look at, then you think about this. He's a man that is pretty much responsible for killing three thousand people and an attack on the World Trade Center. This man has impeded our freedom. This man has fucking this man has fucking attacked us. This man has hurt American pride. This man has made people doubt the United States government. But this man has also brought this country together numerous times. But we've come together for the last time. And ladies and gentlemen, before I close this, I'm gonna say one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the motherfucker. Amen. Hey, Amen. Preach on, brother. Testify. Testify. Well done, Pope. Well done, my friend. That's, that's some real shit right there, man. Good job on the U.S. government. I mean, the U.S. military, the U.S. government. Good job. This right here, Senator might have just got Barack Obama reelected in 2012. Oh, I, without a doubt. If if you didn't like him before, that that's going to get his ass reelected. I agree. I I still I wish they would have captured him. I wish he could be hung, and then I wish people could just line up and take a piss on this fucking rotten corpse. I'm telling you, the best thing we could do. As if we could have brought that son of a bitch back alive and buckled him down at Times Square and charged people to come up and kick him in the nuts and then turned all the money over to the people that lost someone in the uh, 9-11 tragedy, everybody would be happy. True that. Well, Pope, anything else in closing, brother? No, that's it, man. All right, man. Well, thanks thanks for giving us another uh, episode of The Pope's Pulpit. All right. Y'all have a nice night, man. You too, you brother. Too, man. We'll look forward to your sermon next week, brother. All right. All right, Pope. All right, Pope. Good stuff out of the Pope today. Well, he's, full of, he's full of piss You're and fired vinegar. Fired up. Just like every other American we know, right? You need to pass the damn plates. Definitely. I totally agree with the reward money. That should totally be going to the armed forces. Anytime you I have a, a reward was, of $52 million, come on, man. Here's, here's something else to look at. You know, he had that bounty on his head, and then he moved across the border into Pakistan. Well, that means they were aiding and abetting. So to me, Pakistan right now is as guilty as they are. Well, However, yeah. if I was Pakistani, I'd be one rich Pakistani motherfucker because if the United States of America come knocking on my door, um, excuse me, you know where we can find Osama bin Laden? I'd have been like, yeah, he's right over there in that big motherfucking house they just built on the other side of the corner with the big fences. And I'd be a 50-something million rich Pakistani son of a bitch right now. Well, you know, I know they're, they're still investigating what Pakistan's role in this was. Uh, I, I just, I, I find it hard to believe that he's hiding out in plain sight in a fucking mansion in Pakistan and the government doesn't know about it. We're talking about a country that we've given aid to of $18 million Unless in, they in the feared for years. their life and he said he would blow them up like he did us if they didn't let him harbor in their country. 
But then again, like my dad said this morning, the stupid motherfucker went over to Pakistan, which is a very, very poor country, and built a building and a compound bigger than a goddamn Walmart supercenter to fucking sleep in with 15-foot-high walls and security guards and fences. Where the fuck did you think he was? No shit. That's like, that's like saying, I want everybody to go out and see if they can find a clown, but don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> no, I'm with you there. Oh, well, shit's done now. Motherfucker's dead. So I think with that said, let's go ahead and transition into a few emails before we wrap things up tonight. Woo, we wrapping it up. I'm going to get on some Xbox and play me some Call of Duty. I bet you will. I wish I had Call of Duty to play with you motherfuckers, but uh, I don't. So I'll probably go nice on. It was, it was just nice that you tried in last night. Yeah, you know, I'm probably going to go on and play some Left 4 Dead tonight. I just popped that in the other day and started playing it. Now, is that the new one with the... the uh, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, I'm thinking of the one where it's the guy in the yellow jacket and you're in the shopping mall and all the zombies are coming after oh, you. That's like Dead Rising. No, I don't have that one. This is the original Left 4 Dead that came out a couple years ago. I Hey, what was that game they advertised during Raw tonight? Uh, you know what? I don't remember seeing the preview for that. Fuck, where's Sean when you need him? Was it Rage or something? No. Man, it was fucking oh, cool. Oh, L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. Brink. Brink. Oh, Brink. Yeah, Brink. Ashley's got it. Brink. It looks fucking killer. Okay. I'll have to check that I out. I don't even know what the concept of the damn game is, but the graphics look so real that I thought it was real. For all of us Call of Duty junkies, like me and Concept, and Horseman, and Deadeye, and Mac Daddy, we all play Black Ops a lot together. But I know Concept and I are former SOCOM 3 guys. That's where it all started, when you could get online on SOCOM 3, and it was, you know, map packs, and it was, you know, they had bigger maps, and they had, you know, 32 players on a map at a time where it was 16 versus 16, instead of this fucking 6 versus 6 and shit that you get on Black Ops. But I gotta tell you, I saw a commercial for the new Black Ops, or not, not Black Ops, but the new uh, SOCOM, whatever's coming out for PS3. Dude, it looks fucking awesome, and it's so cool looking, it's tempting to fucking get a, a PS3 just so I can play that. But yeah, L.A. Noir looks good. Um, and I'm glad it's coming out on 360. I want to find out more on this Brink game. And I guess we'll we'll learn all that by listening to Unplugged on Friday nights. New map pack coming out today, I think, for uh, Black Ops. New DLC. And that's your gaming segment brought to you by... <laughs> We're not even Unplugged. on Unplugged. That's awesome. Is PSN still down? I think I don't know. I don't have a PSN so, or a, a PlayStation uh, Three, so I don't know. That's fucked up if it is. Glad I ain't paying for the shit. Yeah, that makes me glad I got an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. No, I mean with that, I actually am paying for the shit, but I'm glad I don't have PSN. That's for concept. Sure. Send me concept. Send me a private message if you have to. When does the DLC for uh, uh, Black Ops come out? The new map pack. I think it comes out today. I'll tell you what, let's let's transition into the emails for tonight. I got mail! Yay! I got mail! Yay! Of course you have an email, you idiot! Just read it! Got quite a few emails tonight. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Deadeye, uh, who basically says, Hey, guy, it's Deadeye. Love the shows. Enjoy listening to the archives on my computer. Uh, it's too prehistoric to run more than one thing at a time while listening 
live 90% of the time. I thought tonight's Raw was a decent show with some highlights, but this is truly becoming entertainment and not wrestling. I enjoyed awesome, wait, Karma's Raw debut in Destroying Maurice. How can you not enjoy seeing a man who only needs to say one word to be over? Ron Simmons. We still saw SmackDown wrestlers on Raw, but just like Miz said, who cares about the draft? Anyway, decent show. I gave it a C+. See you on Xbox Live as I'll be destroying all of the dead on my new map pack for Black Ops. Thanks for all you guys. Catch you on the archives. Deadeye. P.S. Is the Escalation map pack the sequel to the first strike map pack for Black Ops? Just saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a total fucking ribbit, Sean. Who's not even around to fucking get it. Imagine that. Uh, this next one comes to us from our boy TM Bronx. The Golden Age. So, between the content provided on the SNS network and now Voice of Wrestling coming back, we are truly reaching the golden age of wrestling radio, and I love it. I love that you guys dedicated the first part of the show to the Bin Laden story. JJ and Trey, you are true Americans. As a man who lived through 9-11 with death only a mile or two away from me, and a man whose grandfather put 20 years of his life in the Navy, March 1st was truly a great day for me. I'm glad the announcement came while I was spending time with the family in the chat. Uh, I think he meant May 1st, but he said March 1st. Okay. This isn't my usual novel, just a thank you I wrote quickly. Thanks again, guys, for being great Americans and great entertainers. Hey, Osama, are those barnacles chewing on your ball sack? Is that what you expected in the afterlife? How about the brain matter splattered in your mansion? By the way, if that's Al-Qaeda's idea of a mansion, I'll stick to my apartment. I've taken shits in better places. That place looked dirtier than a Molina pap smear. Oof. God bless Ouch. America, and God bless the WNL family. TM Bronx. Oof. Bronxy. A pap smear. Oof. Bronxy. Damn. That's, that's extreme right there, brother. Uh, next one comes to us from DJ. DJ! Extreme fucking rules. This email may be fucked up since I'm writing from my iPhone. So excuse the shit out of my spelling so extreme rules hang on one second so extreme rules i really enjoyed the hell out of to be quite honest it's been the best pay-per-view so far this year i mean we got to see fucking blood all over the place and vince mcmahon fuck buddy karma good show four out of five then raw comes out today and well the beginning of the program where they showed the smackdown of september 11th was really hard to see all over again but this is America, damn it, and we killed that motherfucker Osama bin Faggot. The Cena match kicked ass. You got to see fucking smoking Kelly Kelly, but that's it. The rest of it sucked. A dog anus with some monkey nipple and a side of sex tape featuring Vince McMahon and Austin Kong. D minus. Great show. Keep up the great work. Can Dusty give me a hell yeah? And DLC for All Stars is kick ass. Well, I'll tell you what, DJ, I'm in a good mood tonight, so I'll give you a hell yeah, brother. That's the way it is, baby. As long as you don't go ripping off arm sockets and skull fucking somebody, we're all right. I'm pretty sure DJ is safe. I'm not going to tear his arm off and fuck him in the eye socket. I believe that to my book. Hey, I got one for you. What would, uh, I hate to interrupt you there, American Dream, but what would what would your son Cody Rhodes do if he was the one that found Bin Laden? Well, I tell you, Trey, I, I think he probably would have, uh, uh, Bin Laden would still be alive, if you will. We would have captured him instead of putting a, a cap in his head. I really think Cody... Uh, would have went the, the, the distance, the 10 to 15 minutes 
fucking the eye socket, if you will. And uh, maybe we could have brought him back to ground zero so that J.J. Sexton and everybody else could piss on him. So do you think if uh, Cody Rhodes, your son, would have caught and would have caught Bin Laden, we'd have him at ground zero handcuffed with his ass stuck up in the air? I think it's a, it's a very good possibility, Trey, and I just want to say that I'm so proud to be the American dream, Dusty Rose. I'm, I'm so proud to be an American, the son of a plumber, baby, and that we got Bin Laden, his ass is dead, everybody, he's dead. The plunder came down, and the God struck Osama Bin Laden down. But I'm the American dream, and I got to go, baby. Keep on keeping on. American dream. So before I get to this last email, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? It just it's just a uh, man. Uh, it's, it's actually Ashley. Yeah, it's Ashley, yeah. What's that, dude? Uh, nothing. Just, I don't know. Tonight's Raw, it was like kind of decent first half, and then it just petered out right to the end. You know, your main event is um, Kane versus Mason Ryan. Wow. I got a question. And don't take this the wrong way, but on a night after we've caught Osama Bin Laden and fed that motherfucker to the fish, how is it that all the callers are foreigners? <laughs> well, Ray wasn't. Besides Ray. And Pope. And the Pope. Well, just, I'm, we I'm blown got away affected, by the, uh, the patriotism. by the terrorism too, remember? London 2005, it was Al-Qaeda inspired there. Oh, I know. You, you know what? You know what the worst part about that was, because of that, we lost Muhammad Hassan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who and could have been a major, that was, major that was player? The day after London got the Olympics in 2012, so yeah. we, you know, the only huge range of emotions in 24 hours. Isn't that the only guy that's been fired for doing his job too good <laughs> in the history sorry. of the world? We're sorry, dude, but you're too fucking good at what you do. We're gonna have to let you go. What? That's like when you apply for a job, and it's a shit job, but you just need a job because you got to have a paycheck. You're broke, and they tell you you're overqualified, and they won't hire you. Doesn't that piss you off? Just a little bit. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. So what's on your mind tonight, Ashley? Um, didn't get a chance to call in last night, but the pay-per-view I was pretty impressed with. I was yeah, not bad. Kind, of, kind of, you know, Christian. You know, I when we did the picks, I put Del Rio to win, but I was I was so pleased I was wrong, and Christian won. It was like, oh, do I think that Del Rio could win? But you know, I'm gonna put it what, down. Was, if Christian was, wins, thank God. I was happy for Christian because it shows me now that Vince McMahon does think Christian can hold that title because for so long that was Christian's downfall. Is that Vince McMahon didn't think he could be a main event player. That's why he left and went to TNA in the first place. You know, when, when he was at his most popular and the crowd was chanting his name and, and finishing his catchphrases like he was The Rock, he left and went to TNA out of, the, out of the blue. And it was because Vince didn't have faith in him. And it's hard to work for somebody when they don't have faith in you. And they're vocally open about not having faith in you. And, you know, they're the ones that your career is in the palm of their hands. So that's why he up and went to TNA. Then I guess he found out, you know, that not only is the grass not greener in TNA, but they're on concrete. He went back to WWE, and and then that was another strike against him, is that he was a guy that left and went to TNA. And that was another strike against him in Vince McMahon's book. 
But at least now it looks like Vince has changed his mind. That's a good thing. Well, to be fair, it wasn't concrete. It was more like AstroTurf. You know what? Look, I've got mixed feelings about Christian being a world champion. I, I love Christian. I do. And I think that he's a fantastic worker. Uh, I've really enjoyed the progress he's made in his career. You know, he was so over in 2005, 2004. Uh, I, I remember the night he was on Raw with Vince McMahon in Madison Square Garden standing in the middle of the ring, and the crowd was, you know, finishing his catchphrases, and Vince McMahon looked impressed. And I thought, now, why are you not pushing this guy? And then they, they shouldn't, they, right after that, they sent him to SmackDown and completely buried him. So it, it was no big surprise that he was going to leave the company. And he reinvented himself. He went to TNA. Uh, he became a main event player for them. And, you know... In essence, I think it, it made him grow a little bit as a as a performer. I think Idiot he came, bastard, he always calls me Trevor. <laughs> he, he came back with, with renewed vigor, and, you know, he started off on the ECW brand, which was the C brand, and worked his way up to being the champion there. And I, I do believe that, you know, he's earned his world title run. I just, for sentimental sakes, I would have rather seen this drag on a little bit. I, I, wanted, the, I wanted the story to go longer. I wanted him getting the title to mean a little something more. I wanted that moment. And I don't really feel like he got it last night. I mean, I'm glad that he's world champion, but I don't think he got the moment he truly deserved last night. Oh, I disagree. But I, I think it's a moment because of Edge and because of the storyline with Edge that we'll never forget. And, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. His wife is a wonderful woman. Um, we were at Bound for Glory, and it was me and Kevin Nash and Raven, and Raven was buying us all shots. JSK was there also, and Raven was buying us shots because I had bought Raven numerous shots before that. And uh, Christian was on the other side of the bar, and I said, Christian, you want a shot? And he said, are you buying? And I said, yeah. And so he came over, and he said, what's your name? And I told him, he goes, I'll call you Trevor. <laughs> so I, I thought I didn't. I, I thought, well, God, Trevor, what? I don't understand. But I didn't care because I was talking to Christian Cage, and we're sitting there doing shots. And finally, I said, we did two or three shots. And I said, why do you call me Trevor? And he goes, because you're a redneck, just like Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll get, I'll let you get by with that. So Ashley, anything else, brother? No, um, that's all. Um... Kind of hoping that this kind of trend with good pay-per-views follows on with everything else, and um, I don't know whether it'll be song of the night, as you know, kind of little requesting. But as Neil Young said, keep on rocking in the free world. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. See you guys later, Ashley. Speaking of music, I was on hold today with AT and T because you know when you sent me that message, I said I'm dealing with paying some bills right now. Yeah, I was on the phone with AT and T. And uh, I, if you've ever if you've got AT and T services, you know you have to go through this automated voice bullshit before you can ever get a real person on the phone. And I'm waiting for billing to answer the phone so I can pay my bill. And as I'm waiting to pay my bill, the song "Take the Money and Run" is playing. <laughs> nice. And I was like, you know, when somebody's waiting to talk to billing on the phone, you probably shouldn't play "Take the Money and Run." Oh, that's their business credo, brother. Oh, that's that's awesome. So we've got two more emails to get to before we wrap things up. Uh, first one comes to us from uh, our good buddy, Hoonjo. Hoonjo, my Springfield brother. Uh, heavy weight has been lifted from the world. 
Greetings, Trey, JJ, all caps, sex A, and the WNL slash SNS family. This week, I have a short message. It's off topic of sorts. Instead of a Hillbillies wrestling take, I have one thing to say. With the late breaking news last evening of the success of SEAL Team 6, a phrase made famous by one Bill Goldberg comes to mind, who's next? I can say that today I'm proud to be an American. Always remember 9-11, Hoonjo. Good email. Short, sweet, and to the point. And that's the way we like him here. As far as who's next? Gaddafi is next. Well, here's the thing. We don't need at this point in our future, or our, this this point in time, we don't need to be going after anybody else. And let's hope that nobody comes over here and fucks up and makes us have to go over there and get them. Because if they do, they're going to be got, just like Bin Laden was. Now, hopefully it won't take 10 years. So, But uh, this is our final email of the night. It comes to us from Maze. Maze! Or as you like to call him, Corn. Not oh, mace. you say maize or mace? I said maize, not mace. Oh, corn. Okay, yeah. yeah maize corn. is corn. Now, mace was here earlier. I don't see him now, but, you know. Fucking Aussie, where's he at? Well, yeah, it, it must be a prerequisite. We must have one Aussie and the other one's in reserve. Because Nim was on the show tonight. Well, like, I'm finding out that we have this unbelievable, this unbelievable uh, foreign audience. It's just blowing me away. Well, I, I can't believe to this day that we have so many followers in the U.K. and, and Ireland and Korea. Uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people in the States, you know, Canada. You name it, we have listeners there. We probably have people listening It blows listening me away because I go to the website and I can, I can look at the statistics as to where, you know, the hits come from. And Grant, Grant the United States is always number one. But number two and number three flip-flop back and forth quite a bit between England and Canada, which is really weird. And then Australia and Ireland are right there together also. Apparently Mexicans don't listen because you offend them every week. Well, fuck them. If they can swim, they can take a joke. <laughs> and you wonder why there's no Olympic team. Hey, if you wanted to, you know, if you seriously, you know, think about it, <laughs> if we can be I, racist for a moment, I was debating. I'm debating on this one. Ding, 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 ding. No, I think if Obama was smart, he'd have had a Mexican vice president, because then there would have been a guarantee that he would have never been shot. Oh man! Because Vice President Sanchez would just open up the border. <laughs> His nickname would be Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rodrigo Dirty Sanchez. The WWE would be all luchadors. <laughs> oh, shit. It's breaking down. Let's get to this last email by Mays. Uh, I bring it via email because I'm always being banned. Who else but your favorite black brother, Mays, would get banned for calling the cowgirl from TN Country? But anyway, shout out to my Navy brothers, a.k.a. them crazy-ass seals, for taking Osama bin Hayden down, quick question. How long do you think it will be before Karma will be walking around with the Divas title? I just watched YouTube and the history between Gail Kim and Kong and my Jim Ross voice. By God, these bitches throw down. <laughs> Maze out. Good night, black people. Why you got to be racist, Maze? Why you got to exclude everybody else? Why's I doubt in the history of Jim Rossonisms that he's ever said these bitches throw down. I'm pretty sure you'll never hear that. These bitches might barbecue. 
these bitches throw down making barbecue for their families. I don't know, something. But uh, on that note, I think we're pretty much done for tonight. Can I request a song of the night? Uh, or do you already have one? You can. I have one. But what, what was your want to request? Tell me what you uh, have in mind in chat or in Skype so I can see if the, what it is. Uh, probably the most iconic American song ever. Um, God bless the USA. That, that would be the one. I was thinking more along the lines of "Have you forgotten?" I guess I, I you know. We or you can it. play them both back to back. Fuck it, I don't care. Well, I don't want to do that. I just think "God Bless the USA" really fits it more. I mean, have you forgotten? We haven't forgotten. Well, yeah, but I mean, "God Bless the USA" was really more of a Desert Storm thing. Well, it still brings the point home. Besides that, True. I actually have that one like recorded and stuff. I don't have the other one ready to go. So he's got, a, he's got a family, damn it. He's got a family, damn it. We killed them, too. Pretty much. So on that note, uh, any final thoughts, Trey? No, I'm just glad that we finally put that boot in his ass that we've been needing to put. You know, I mean, God bless the military. God bless the president for actually getting the job done. You know, God bless George Bush for getting it all started. Bring our troops home as soon as possible. And again, stop sticking our nose in everybody's business. If they want the big bad bully of the USA to come over and solve their problem, you should pay us. That helps our deficit. Yeah, and two, can we lower the price of gas? Just saying. Lower the price of gas, lower the price of ass, and everything will take care of itself. All right. So uh, with that said, guys, it's time to wrap the show. I will see you tomorrow for another episode of the CauseCast alongside my cohort, Charles Shane, cause.ws, starting at uh, 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. Uh, I think the Pro Wrestling Rewind will be making a return this week if Andy Knowles is uh, up to the task this Wednesday at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. Uh, I will return once again on Friday for another episode of Unplugged. Same bat channel at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. There's a pattern here. I don't know what it is, but there is a pattern here. But uh, that is the programming for the rest of the week right here on the SNS Radio Network. Is there a pay-per-view this Sunday? There is not. Okay, good, because I'm going to work Sunday. Yeah. No, I think it's the week after this week. Now, why is it we've got all these oil silos and all these oil drilling machines in Texas and Oklahoma and down in the south, and we don't have our own fucking oil and gas? Things that why, is it, why is it we have to depend on the towel heads for gas? We don't, but it's just an excuse. So I we should get our own shit, make it all, make it all our own, comp- make it all in our own backyard. That way we don't have to worry about paying these motherfuckers. Right? No, I agree. I agree. So on that note, guys, we are getting out of here. On behalf of the Trey Dog, I am at JJ All Caps Sex A. Oof, oof. Let's kick it over to JSK, and uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of Wrestling News Live. Good night, everybody. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peach 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. start again with just my children and my wife 
Thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free Today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. Today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.